Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to 512 FM. If this is your first time joining, hello. If you're a regular listener, you know that I usually talk about things branding and design and social media, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. but I also talk about being your authentic self. And thus, I am doing a very special recap session of The Hills New Beginnings when it drops June 24th. Now, I have no association with MTV. Nobody is paying me to do this, but I wanted to cover this because honestly, I feel like The Hills really did shape a generation. There are elements of branding that are in here that you might catch, and it's just fun. So before the season starts, I will be joined by my first guest, Rachel Moffat, who is in charge of Define Your Hustle. And she and I will talk about the first two the first two seasons of The Hills and kind of how we feel about the new season coming up and just a little bit of fun trip down memory lane for you. So subscribe, listen, it'll be fun. I promise you won't regret it. And remember when The Hills New Beginning starts, I will be dropping a recap episode every week to talk about that week's episode. So without further ado, here is Rachel. How I feel about it. Okay, well, hello. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Excited to chat about The Hills. <laughs> I know. I know. It was funny because, so I listened to a lot of like recap podcasts, mm-hmm. like a lot of the Bravo ones, like Watch What Crappens and um, there's a couple of others that I listened to and they're really funny and I'm not, I mean, they break down like each episode and like do voices and stuff and I'm like, uh, may not do all that, but... <laughs> But I feel like with, because I was watching The Hills and I'm like, I wish there were podcasts that would have broke down everything, you know what I mean? Or like talked about each episode at the time because, yeah, especially when it goes into like the later seasons, there's so much to talk about with it. So, you know. That would have been really cool. But I mean, obviously podcasts weren't really happening back then. And, you know, it would have been awesome though, because I kind of felt like, I didn't have a lot of friends who watched the Hills. My mom watched the Hills, (laughs) which was like super weird because, you know, these are girls that are like my age, Mm -hmm. you know, and my mother's watching it, but whatever. Um, It would have been cool to kind of have somebody else to like, even though you weren't really talking to them, but to still have like this kind of conversation and some dialogue about it and get other people's thoughts and opinions so that would have been a really awesome thing. So yeah, I had my roommates in college because we would always order in and then we would do our nails every Monday. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was us watching the hills. But um, oh my God, I love that. <laughs> yeah, that was that was kind of a fun time in college. Not going to lie. And then we watched Laguna Beach mm-hmm. it was like in its prime. So it was, yeah. which I think was my freshman year of college, 2004. That about it? About right? Like 2004? Um, yeah, I think so because I was still in high school. I graduated high school in 2006. So okay. Laguna Beach was airing then. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, and it's funny because like I was the kind of person that by looking at me, I was like an emo kid, wore all my clothes from Hot Topic. <laughs> I was going through that phase in my life and looking at me, you would have never guessed that I was watching Laguna Beach. And I had like some preppy girl in school tell me that one time, you watched Laguna Beach? I'm like, yeah. She's like, when you watch the OC? I'm like, yeah. See, I didn't watch the OC. Really? So, like, I did. I don't know. I got to One Tree Hill. Mm-hmm. And that was like, that consumed all of my like CW teen drama time. Um, but I never really got into Laguna Beach. I mean, I never got into, yes, I did. I never got into, <laughs> I never got into OC. Yeah. But I do remember loving Image and Heap because of the OC. So I wonder if I like, if an episode snuck into my brain and then I don't know. I don't, Maybe. But I don't, I don't remember anything. Like, I know the cast members. Mm-hmm. Like, I know Adam Brody, but, like, mm-hmm. you know, still. And he's married to Leighton Meester, which I'm like, I know. Yes. Um, <laughs> like, I love this so much. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I don't know why, because I wasn't a huge Gossip Girl fan either when it came out. Man, I loved, the go- I loved Gossip Girl. I, I love it now. Girl. I was, like, all for it. <laughs> I mean, but really, I w- I loved it when Adam and Rachel Bilson were actually dating in real life because they dated on the OC. And I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Those memories. But now, like, oh, now the hills are coming back on after a very anticlimactic end. Like, like I was like, really? But now I'm, like, <laughs> looking at the preview, and I want to know your opinion, but I've looked at the previews and stuff, and I feel like... MTV is not amping up the drama. Like, it's not amping up the anticipation like it should. Yeah. I mean, you would think that for the show returning after all these years, and they've obviously been filming for a while, Mm -hmm. you would think that they would have some sort of really juicy stuff that they could have put in that trailer. Right. There really just wasn't anything juicy about it. Like, you see Audrina sitting there talking to Justin Bobby, and, like, let's be real. Like, we know there's, like, nothing going on right. between Audrina and Justin Bobby anymore. She even admitted that in Kristen's season, she had already moved on from Justin Bobby and was actually seeing somebody else and had to pretend to like him yeah. to create this feud with Kristen. Yeah. So it's just, like, it's it's hard for me because when The Hills ended, so many of the cast members came out and they were talking about oh, this didn't really happen, this was fake, this was totally set up, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And it's, and Kristen has even, you know, talked about how she really just went for it, fabricating things, and it's like, yeah. well, it kind of took the magic away from the show, in a sense, and it just leaves me wondering, okay, well, what is this next season going to be like, because how are we going to know what's real and what's not when it's supposed to be reality? Right. I mean, we know it's always going to be a, a little made up to some extent. They're always going to push some drama. Mm-hmm. But you still want to believe that it's mostly real. Right. Like there's some authenticity. Yeah. Right. I, was, I happened to be, I so I followed the Hills on, on Twitter and they were doing something with Audrina and McDonald's. And I'm like, Audrina doesn't eat McDonald's. Like we know <laughs> that Audrina doesn't eat McDonald's. So oh I don't get God. what you're trying to do do here but don't <laughs> oh my god that is hilarious like oh. it was so everything like it's just I feel like the promo is so bad the intro to the intro to like the fact that they're coming back was so like lackluster they just showed up at the VMAs and I'm like 
I don't even know if people in that demographic care. Like the ones that would be watching the VMAs now, because I know like five people. And unless you tell me like Beyonce, Britney, and like two other people are going to be there, I'm not, I have no reason to watch the VMAs, you know? Right. I mean, I feel like the, you're right. Like the kids who are watching the VMAs now probably like, oh, what's the Hills? Like I genuinely, I think that I'm sure they're trying to get all of us, like our age group who grew up watching it back into it because it, you know it's kind of nostalgic for us yeah and I feel like everybody is just trying to bring back all these old shows and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't I'm really curious to see how it turns out because I really had no intention of watching it mm-hmm. when I first found out about it because to me I always felt like The Hills was Lauren's show exactly it, it, it followed her life it was about Lauren I honestly like I have nothing wrong with Kristen like, right I, watched Kristen on Laguna Beach. I've watched her show that she has now on E! Very Cavallari. Mm-hmm. And I never really liked that MTV brought Kristen in and essentially did this like passing of the baton thing from Lauren to Kristen yeah. like they did on Laguna Beach where Lauren narrated season one and then Kristen narrated season two. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that they brought her in because I just felt like she wasn't involved in it. This wasn't her show. Why are you just going to throw her into this with people that she some of them that she kind of knows and other people that she really doesn't know whatsoever. Yeah. And then just how her whole season played out, I wasn't a fan of. But, I mean, I just think that to bring the show back and not have Lauren and then to throw Misha Barton into the mix is so (laughs) weird. Like, I think people might watch a first episode or two out of curiosity. Yeah. But if this thing lasts more than one season, maybe two, but I don't even think so. Yeah. If it lasts longer than that, I will be shocked. Uh, yeah, I was like, this is going to be like, this is what everybody's been doing. It's not much. Okay, bye. Because, bye. I mean, it seems like, it seems like Stephanie is going to be like, she's really trying to promo this. Like there's going to be so much drama, blah, 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 because there is so much drama happening with like her and Spencer and Heidi. And so, and like, then there's that family stuff, but then we're not going to really see it play out out of respect to like her parents. And I didn't know that they had another sister. (laughs) Like there's, yeah, it's almost like, yeah, it's like the Osborne sister that didn't want to be seen on the Osbournes. It's she's that sister. Like, he wants to stay behind the scenes, which I mean, no, I, I don't can't say her. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just it's like MTV is putting all these people back together again after all these years, and we're expected to believe that they've all been friends. And like, we know that they all have not stayed in touch, that they all have right. not been friendly or cordial. Like, they are not BFFs and hanging out on the beach or hanging out at clubs in Hollywood. They're not doing any of that anymore. Right. So I feel like you're bringing these people together have probably spent no time together the last however many years and you're just going to put them in this show again and see what kind of happens like yeah let's be real here I mean obviously Stephanie will have had a relationship with Heidi and Spencer because that's her brother and her sister-in-law but how many of them have really been hanging out and have actually kept in touch and are friends Exactly. And, and if you listen to her podcast, like Prattcast or whatever it's called, like she talks about like the first episode of that podcast, she had Spencer on and they'd like rebuilt their relationship and everything was good. And then some episodes later, like she talks about how like this like family fallout happened and like how it's all Heidi's fault. And like the parents are in this thing where it's like some rich people drama. Like it's like, 
it it I mean there's definitely family dysfunction but it also seems like it's a, a lot about money and I'm like I'm not in that one percent bracket so I don't know anything about that um so it just seems like some stuff went down and I actually feel pretty bad for her oh I know this is jumping ahead too, but on the podcast, she confronts Kelly Catrone and it is the most. I, I heard about that, but I haven't listened to it. And I was like, oh, well, that's, that's interesting. Like that's definitely a throwback. <laughs> you have to, I encourage everyone in the world <laughs> to just take a moment out of their day and listen to this podcast where she confronts her. I mean, shout out to her for having the balls to do it. Cause Kelly Catrone scares the crap out of me. Right. But like <laughs> she, and I mean, she made valid points and she told her truth in that like, she was saying that I felt like some of the things you told me was like, give up on your dream. Like, why would you want to do that? And Kelly was like, girl, this was just a show to me. Like I was, they were like, tell me to be rude. So I'm going to be mean. And oh my God, it was so like, I was listening to it. Like she has balls. And then I'm like, I feel bad. And then I felt like, stop this. Like I was like, hang on the phone. you have to listen to it though because I mean and in this weird way so she moved we're gonna eventually get into season one and two but she eventually moved to England Mm -hmm. and she was on Made in Chelsea which is basically for anyone listening to this Made in Chelsea is like the hills but in like a really posh neighborhood of London called Chelsea um and she was dating like the local bad boy awkwardly named Spencer awkwardly Oh my God. I know. And like, it's a mess, but like, she actually liked her on Made in Chelsea. Like she like, I mean, I didn't hate her on the Hills. I felt really bad for her, like Mm kind of toward the end. Cause I was like, this is getting nuts, but I actually really liked her. And so I kind of follow and like check up on her. I'm just like, I want to see what she's doing. I hope she's okay. I'm trying to find the book. I got to order it through Amazon, but I want to read her book about her. Like life is not a reality or life is reality or whatever she has about her, like drug use and stuff. And her, like, she's been through it. So I'm rooting for her because she's been through it. And I want her to just be positive. And if that means she has to like, go away and be with some friends and stuff like that and not talk to her family for a while. I support that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I don't know, man. Like, I don't know how this is going to play out on the new episode, but I encourage everyone in the middle. I don't care if you don't watch the Hills. I encourage everyone <laughs> to listen to the podcast <laughs> and these episodes where she's confronting Kelly Catrone and she's talking about Spencer and Heidi and how like Heidi is really the monster and she's just in it for the money, which look, we're about to dive into season one. <laughs> to quote Taylor Swift, which I personally don't often do, I knew you were trouble when you walked in. <laughs> because... <laughs> Oh my god. Yes, literally. Like when they walked into the young Hollywood party. <laughs> it was it was yes. So it's gonna be very interesting. I feel like Spencer and Heidi have not changed. Like no. like I was reading a Refinery twenty nine article about like a day in a life of Heidi and Spencer and they're still caught up on this like wanting to be famous to be famous thing and I'm like, No, we don't we don't like y'all like that. Like, 
Lauren got successful because she did what she set out to do. Like she wanted to be in the fashion industry. Mm-hmm. Now she's in Kohl's and stuff. And like Whitney is doing her thing. I think she has a, she's a creative director for something, but she also has her YouTube channel and her mommy life. And she's been mm-hmm. very vulnerable about that stuff. Uh, you know, everybody's been like, they've been doing their own thing, but like and Kristen of course has a uh, common James. So she, or Uncommon James, I'm sorry. So she's there. Everybody else has been doing their stuff, but like Heidi and Spencer are still trying to be, they have a podcast. Yeah. They so, have a podcast. And like for anybody who watches Siesta Key, I know that Spencer does like recaps on some website or something about Siesta Key. Yeah. And he like goes and hangs out with the, like those girls and the kids from that show. And they're like early twenties. And how old are you, Spencer? Yeah. Like really trying to stay relevant in the MTV world by hanging out with the, the Siesta Key kids. And Siesta Key is a whole other thing that <laughs> I, I I was like, I'm not watching this. This is stupid. And then I was like binge watching it. And I'm like, damn it. Oh, I love it though. It's so bad, but I'm like, might as well. Like that's kind of the stuff where like I do the mindless things, like plating my social media calendar or whatever. But like, I know what's happening. I can hear the drama. So it's, you know, it's whatever. But, you know, without Siesta Key, I mean, without Laguna Beach and the Hills, there would be no Siesta Key. There would be no Vanderpump Rules. There would be none of, like, half of the stuff that's out here. Because, I mean, we could credit real world in a sense. But I feel like, and I was, like, that person that was too young to be watching real world. But, like, was watching real world. (laughs) (laughs) What is your earliest episode or, like, memory of real world? Oh, I mean, the the first season that I watched in its entirety was Chicago. Like that, oh and yeah. Chicago was my favorite. But I, that was the first one that I really like got into and watched. And then over the summers, MTV would always air like marathons of the other mm-hmm. seasons. So then I would start watching those. And I mean, it was definitely one of those things. Like if my mom knew I was watching the real world when I was, I don't know how old I was, like she would have been like, <laughs> no. No, but like she watched that kind of stuff right. every now and then so I would always see her watching it and then that's how I kind of got into it and mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah I remember my first episode or my first season I watched this is old school was San Francisco mm-hmm. with Pedro who had HIV slash AIDS and I still I mean it like my little brain and I say my little brain because I was like maybe eight or nine it's my mom's fault. Anyway, I was watching it, but I do remember watching the episode when one of the housemates, Puck, like either he licked that. First of all, Puck was gross. Like he yeah. was like, he never showered. <laughs> he was always dirty, but he like ate out of Pedro's like peanut butter or he like did something horrifically disgusting. And I think that was kind of the line that was like, okay, you've got to there is something that drew the line, but I remember it being such a big deal because of course at that time, I'm not trying to get all dark, but I remember at that time, like HIV AIDS was still like relatively new. And so like, he was trying to be careful in terms of his immune system and he's not, he's not clean. And so Mm -hmm. it's just like, so I remember that very well. I remember that whole season. And then like, I remember Hawaii because there was an alcoholic and I was rooting for her to like, get through it and stuff so oh my god mtv what are you doing to my poor brain and then of course laguna beach and the hills and 
Yeah, man. Do you remember also that there was a season three of Laguna Beach and then they had Newport Beach? Yes, because <laughs> Lauren's sister, Brianna, Brianna, something like that, yeah. was on season three of Laguna Beach. And then I remember Newport Beach and I watched it, but obviously that didn't last long. Yeah. My memories of Newport Beach are like, I don't, I don't recall most of it. I only remember Newport Beach because I Googled it. <laughs> like, I didn't Google it, but, like, I was Googling, Googling the hills. And then mm-hmm. I was looking at, like, Laguna Beach and that whole thing. And then I was like, Newport Beach. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, that wasn't yeah. a thing. But that was that weird gap in generations where, okay, we got too old. We were already on the hills. Right. Nobody cared about Newport any. Like, nobody right. cared about that Laguna Beach population anymore. And... It was just kind of like, okay, we're over it. Right. I watched it, but it was just one of those things, like, I was too old to really connect with it at that point. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I think I, yeah, I mean, I had to have been out of high school because I was finishing high school as Laguna Beach was airing. So at that point, it was like kind of weird to watch like high schoolers on TV. But then again, I say this as a 30-year-old who watches Siesta Key, and well, they're only just (laughs) of drinking age. So I, I guess I can't really say much about that (laughs) and the relatability factor like I mean we've got all these rich kids like I don't relate to any of it so right right (laughs) I still I still look at CSP and I'm like what's wrong with you and I get I get so frustrated because I'm like I'm frustrated that I'm watching it I'm frustrated that I'm mad about it I'm frustrated that I have feelings towards something that's like obviously manufactured it's just I can't I can't deal (laughs) (laughs) speaking Speaking of having feelings about shows, season one of The Hills. <laughs> what I loved about it, though, was that they really did a good job of, like, Lauren, the last episode of Laguna Beach in season two, when she drives off, and mm-hmm. then, like, she drives, she's driving to L.A. from Laguna Beach. I was like, how perfect. Looking in her convertible BMW. Mm-hmm. Looking all cute. Uh-huh, yeah. And her big sunglasses. And let me just also say that the fashions loved. Like, I don't relate to the deep tanning, obviously. No. But, like, she, the big glasses, the, like, yes. oversized belts. Like, yeah. I, I stand for these 2000 fashions. The headbands. Um, and then she moved mm-hmm. into the little, like, side braids she would have yes. going on. I was, like all into all of it. <laughs> Lauren, and I said this kind of, I did an intro before we hopped on, but I I feel like The Hills taught us a lot about branding. Like Lauren Conrad really defined like dressing for your brand, like mm-hmm. establishing it, but like dressing it. She was very feminine and she had, you know, and that's what her products are, no matter which end, if you're doing her higher end or her clothes line, like it's still very feminine, still very proper. And she embodied that on The Hills. Which, shout out to her, because, like, I don't know what Heidi's doing. I don't know what her... (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying so hard not to, like, hate them. I don't hate them, but it's just, like, hi, man. Like, Heidi's first face. (laughs) Rest in peace. first face. Oh, my God. (laughs) I was just thinking about that, because I've been re-watching The Hills, and... I'm about to start rewatching season five, and mm-hmm. I was just sitting there watching. And I'm just like, "What did our face look like before?" Even though I just watched season yeah. one, like not too long ago, and I'm like trying to think about it, and 
oh, just the fact that she just kind of got so caught up in that and felt like she needed to have stuff done to her face. She needed to have fake boobs and everything is just kind of sad. Yeah. I mean, like, I think, I think with the tweaking, season three Heidi was the best tweak because it was just enough. Right. She hadn't gone overboard. Right. She had the nose done, but it was subtle. But you could tell she had it done. Yeah. And I think she had got like breast implants, but it wasn't too crazy. And but right. she, and her hair was good. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's that she had extensions or she got a good hairstylist or both. But like, I felt like okay, she came into her own. And also Lauren glowed up too because these eyebrows right. in season one. Oh my god, <laughs> they were so bad. I mean, I I was reading something recently where Heidi had said. That in the first season, I, I think the first season was obviously the realist in the sense that mm-hmm. these kids had no idea what they were really getting themselves into. And they were really just stepping into this world. Like, yeah, like Lauren had been on Laguna Beach and whatnot, but I feel like this was kind of a different ball game. Yeah. And Heidi had said that it was like, I think season two, when they started having somebody come in and do their hair and makeup on yeah. the they filmed and like well find that out that's not relatable for your everyday (laughs) life but I mean I'm sure that really does attribute to the fact that they look a lot better and Mm -hmm. probably had better clothes better hair better makeup because they had people helping out because they don't want to look a mess on television but right but it does take away the authenticity too like Mm -hmm. trust me I would have loved to have somebody come in every day like my junior senior year of college and being like girl stop plucking your eyebrows (laughs) (laughs) The overpluck I mean, is happening. And you need to oh, I know. I mean, who didn't overpluck their eyebrows at that age? Like, good lord! <laughs> I just saw a picture of myself and drill team from like, which was like two thousand and four, and like, yay, my skin still looked nice, but these eyebrows were like, I was like, what did I do? What did I do to my eyebrows? And then I looked at Lauren's first season, and I was like, what did you do to yours? <laughs> thing like it's something that we deeply regret forever and that's oh yeah but yeah so she comes I like I love that she came in and then she goes to the apartment the first time and again like you mentioned the authenticity of it and like it being the realest season is what I loved because you can tell that a lot of these expressions were real like her Mm -hmm. seeing the apartment for the first time and just kind of walking around and like there's a pole, which is also really weird, but it was like, I remember she like walked up the stairs and it's loud. It's like these loud steel stairs, but she walks up them and then there's a pole. I guess like, I don't know, maybe it used to be a firehouse before they made it an apartment. I, I don't know. Um, and then she has this meeting, this interview at five o'clock with Lisa Love. Now, this is where I kind of start thinking now, like, was this always scripted? Because who has a five o'clock interview? I mean, it has now come out, like, obviously, Whitney was there at the same time, mm-hmm. and Whitney was already mic'd, so MTV had planned it. Right. Like, I'm sure MTV, like, not even, and also, the little closet that they were in, they made that specifically mm-hmm. for Lauren and Whitney, so I'm sure Lauren genuinely had an interest in working at Teen Vogue, and it was obviously a great opportunity for her, and yeah, they showed her working there and doing stuff, like, how realistic that was to an extent I don't know yeah. but I, I definitely think MTV really facilitated all this like Lauren had the job mm-hmm. I, I think it was a promotional opportunity for Teen Vogue as well yeah. so I think that's why they went with it so yeah I, I definitely think MTV set that whole thing up and oh, yeah. even, like with Heidi working at Bolt House like Heidi has since said she didn't really work there yeah 
And I'm just like, what? Which, like, again, it's one of those things where it's like, duh, now that you think about it. But, right. like, at the same time, like, don't take that away from me. I know. <laughs> Like, I want to think that you really did work at Bold House and that you were a horrible person and took that promotion away from Elodie. Like, come on now. I literally just read a thing about that, like how they wanted to, they asked Elodie to come back to fill in some gap that they had. So that whole promotion thing wasn't even real. It was just a storyline. And I'm like, fine. Which again, I watch Vanderpump Rules and I know dang well that these kids are not waitresses buying a million dollar homes in California. Okay. But like I watch it anyway, (laughs) which I have my own like little thing about that. That can be a complete sidebar, but it's time for them basically to switch up the group. Like when you're, when you're buying up real estate and stuff, like, okay, bring in some new younger servers because you're like, getting married and getting houses and having kids let's just see that good for you next (laughs) i need some 26 year olds that don't have their life together that are struggling in a west hollywood apartment like i don't need you buying a home and being established because you failed your way up like that mean no one wants to see that um So yeah, so she goes to her meeting. I loved that I that Lauren like ironed her dress with a flat iron. I tried that once. It was like a couple of days after, and I'm like, this isn't working. (laughs) I'm telling you, Lauren really defined a generation. She had all of us flat ironing our skirts. I was trying to do it before church too, which just tells you how long ago that was. Um But so she has her interview and then we meet Audrina who's sitting by the pool with Heidi. What are your thoughts about Audrina? Like when we first, like when you first see her? Um, I mean, I never had a problem with Audrina. Right. Um, I, I just, I'm kind of curious, like did MTV, I mean, I guess MTV probably did some sort of casting to find her and bring her in and force that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I never had an issue with her. She was fine to me, but I mean, there were obviously things that came up like later on with like Justin Bobby and all that, but that's like whole other season. Um, truth in time tells all. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I feel like that is one of the things that I remember most from the hills is that line that and like homeboy wore combat boots <laughs> but i can't i'm not gonna lie like current looking but justin bobby is really attractive like i, I was like yeah you were you played and i don't know him so i can't say he is white but you played the epitome of a fuck boy sorry mom right like <laughs> but like you're attractive so i don't really know how to deal with this like what I gotta like talk this out in counseling because I'm like I don't know man I don't and know. I mean if he ever hated the fact that he was named Justin Bobby for the rest of his life I mean that is his Instagram handle so yeah he he yeah. took it and ran he's just it. rolling with it now yeah so, so which, I, I hope he appreciated it <laughs> right which congrats to him you know own that own that Justin Bobby like it's fine if I ever talk to him I'm gonna be like for real for real what do you want to go by because I'm not trying to be on anyone's bad side I think I actually think he's really nice like I just have this sense that he I can see that I don't think he's as bad I think he kind of rebelled 
in the beginning when he was with Audrey, like doing the whole thing with Audrina, because allegedly he was supposed to be in season one for Audrina's storyline and he didn't want to do it. And then he kind of got forced into doing it season two. And then that was kind of why he was like the worst. Like, I'll have to, yeah. I'll, I'll find some proof on that. But it just, it doesn't seem like knowing like what we saw of Justin Bobby, it just didn't really seem like this is something that he really would have signed up for. Yeah. Without being pushed into it. He just doesn't seem like the kind of guy that wants to put his life on reality television. Right. But then to hear like the whole, I mean, going fast forward to another season, but like the whole like Kristen and Justin relationship was completely fabricated. So by that point he was just going along with it. And I'm sure was enjoying whatever paycheck he got. Right. And he used to be a hair or he is a hairdresser or used to be a hairdresser. He used to do Maroon 5's hair. Like, Oh really? Yeah. So I, I have to find it, but it was a clip of Adam Levine saying that he does like that. Justin Bobby's an amazing hairstylist. And I'm like, okay. All right. Nice. listen I go down rabbit holes you can't help it like you just because you just start clicking things and you're like oh my god what am I finding out (laughs) (laughs) so yeah no I don't hate Audrina but she does look like a very like out of place casting like like it was just like all right at first you know it's like oh this is an interesting friend that she just had hanging out by the pool and then you kind of re- like you just kind of think okay mtv casted her too yeah. she is an actress she was in that one horror film with the sorority girls okay i never saw that but i remember she was in a movie so i i didn't see it either but i heard it was it wasn't too bad in like box office wise it didn't like completely flop either so like good on her you know <laughs> <laughs> what to say I think she uh, just had like an edgier kind of vibe to her that Lauren and Heidi didn't have. Mm-hmm. So I think it just kind of brought a little bit of a different dynamic because like she was more interested in like going to shows and watching bands play and yeah. she dressed a little bit differently. So I think it just, I think it kind of worked. Otherwise you just have like four blonde girls leading the show that were like typical Southern California type girls or whatever. Yeah, and according to Heidi, she, according to Heidi today, if Audrina still had her brown hair, she would add to the diversity of the hills. Yeah, there's an interview. Oh, my God. <laughs> there's an interview where they, they ask her, I think MTV, it's an MTV interview, but they're like, what do you say about people that think that there's not a diversity on the hills? And she is as straight face as her face can be and she's like well I mean Misha Barton has brown hair and Audrina has dark hair and I'm like no no you're serious oh god (laughs) oh my god no (laughs) so embarrassed I am embarrassed that like you're a human being (laughs) like like, this is embarrassing (laughs) that's just so bad oh my god I like couldn't watch the rest of the interview. I was like, and this is where I just, I go do anything else. Go pick weeds or like, <laughs> like I'm just going to walk on snakes barefoot. Oh I my God. <laughs> I just, I can't deal with her. Oh my God. Again, I knew you were trouble when you walked in. Um, so they're out by the pool and it's great. And then they go to dinner where we get to meet Jordan and who was Heidi's boyfriend at the time, and Brian, who is Jordan's friend. And I had to Google Jordan's friend. Well, it was like, 
Heidi's ex-boyfriend, Jordan's friend on the hills is what I Googled because I listen, I forgot. <laughs> and I have to say that the guys' fashions, as much as we like talk about the 2000 fashion for the guys, I mean, for the girls, the guys' fashions, very Ryan Cabrera. Oh my God, Ryan Cabrera. <laughs> which, a, a spoiler alert, shows up on like season six, but um, oh my God. do you remember that? Yes, I remember. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I was like, Andrina's friends with Ryan Cabrera. She was Ryan Cabrera. Like, I saw him play at the mall when he was just getting started. <laughs> I had such a huge crush on him. Oh my god, so did I. I watched him on Ashley Simpson's show and I was just <laughs> I loved that show. Oh and my god, I loved it. It, and was then so it got funny. kind of dark after the SNL thing. Yeah, it did. It wasn't as it got a little bit more serious and there were some issues. Yeah, and I was like, oh no, I want it to be fun. I raced out to go get her first album, autobiography. Oh, I don't care what anyone says. Autobiography does not get enough love, attention that it deserves. And I'm pissed about it. And we need to include it in our dialogue. And it's <laughs> something that we need to teach our children every single day. That autobiography is an amazing album. That album is such a jam, seriously. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I still will listen to it. I put my iPod on shuffle and just like, yeah, when that comes up, I'll sing along to it. I still remember all the words. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like... <laughs> was the shadow song which is about being in the shadow of jessica simpson mm -hmm. like that was deep i was i was I like laying on my <laughs> twin size bed in my dorm just was singing it and at the time i didn't have an ipod i had my cd walkman so mm -hmm. it was always on repeat on track i think it was track three i'm telling you i loved it <laughs> i remember that so well um, oh my god I love it. Job. I like her still so like I follow her on Instagram and I think her and Evan are adorable but like pre-nose job dark hair that like like almost mm -hmm. emo cut with the wave and she had she was listen okay sorry but the guy <laughs> going back <laughs> the guy's fashions like the spiked hair but it was like spiked everywhere mm -hmm. I don't and, and then, like, the baggy shorts and the jerseys yeah. they were wearing. And they, like, Jordan and Brian were very different from the rest of the guys. Like, when Brody and Spencer came into the picture, it, like, they weren't like that. Because, I mean, they were typical California guys. Yeah. Whereas Jordan and Brian were, like, what, from North Carolina or something? Yeah. Like, definitely. no offense, North Carolina, but no, obviously no, no. very different vibes. Yeah, it's definitely, you can tell the transplants from those who, like, live there. Right. Because the they guys just, They seem very different. Mm-hmm. The guys that transplant from California, and this also happens to, like, New York, but, like, people that transplant to these big cities try so hard to fit in, so they, like, emulate what they see on TV, and they're like, oh, we're in California now, so I've got to wear all the Ed Hardy and Von Dutch. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh, Von Dutch. <laughs> Ed Hardy. Ed Hardy just looked like, if you can imagine, like a toddler coloring with like a bunch of markers and they were just doing this like swirl thing with markers, like that was his shirt. And then they like, just put some like glitter on it and some skulls and they were like, Ed Hardy. <laughs> it made money. <laughs> like, it's so bad, but it is true. Like, that is what it looks like. And I, like, appreciate, like, Jersey Shore trying to carry that trend a little bit longer. Because everybody stopped. But Jersey Shore guys were like, uh-uh. We will Jersey Shore kept it going. 
<laughs> we will write this out. And even then they were like, okay, we're done. <laughs> yeah, so we meet them and they basically like have no ambition. Like everybody's talking about how they hate to work and they hate the idea of working. <laughs> They're just like... like on that note, when Heidi started working at Bold House and like Jordan had spent the night and she was complaining that she didn't want to go to work one day, he's like, well, don't go to work. Just quit. Yeah, just quit. I'm like, do you not work? Because you're from North Carolina. You don't seem like you have rich parents. You're not from here. Right. Like, so what are you doing? How are you paying your bills? Yeah, that was the thing too. Like maybe they maybe they were cast maybe they thought that like being on the hills would perpetuate like their acting careers because they are actors and directors yeah i know they're involved with movies now so i mean i'm sure that they thought that it was going to help them out i mean like the reality is they've done some stuff from what i've can what i can tell because since i've been rewatching it i did look up jordan and brian mm-hmm. on instagram and was like kind of stalking them see what they're up to yeah but they definitely haven't had like the level of success from what I can tell that I'm sure they were probably hoping they would right. get from the hills. But also twist and irony, Jordan graduated from Columbia University really? in New York. I'm <laughs> shocked at that. Absolutely shocked. <laughs> like like I I would have put money down that he didn't go to college and did not have a job whatsoever during his time on the hills. So. Right. Well like he but this happens like a couple of years ago so it was way after okay. but still i was like and we'll, i mean go for him though yeah yeah but like well and we'll get into it in a second but whenever he was talking about like how he doesn't go to school and stuff and i'm like you graduated from columbia now this is <laughs> how do you how do you feel looking back on this you know um but yes and then like lauren's all like you know that people actually do like get up and go to work every day which Again, got to give it to Lauren for, like, sticking to her guns about going to work and, like, trying to make it. She, I think she, she got into that, like, party atmosphere, but I think she was also very serious about the fashion stuff, which, obviously, because you can't be lazy and think that that stuff is just going to be handed to you. So, that's, that's always, that's always good on her part. And then the next day is when Heidi and Lauren go to FITM. For their interviews to get registered. <laughs> you it's guys, all just replaying in my head right now. <laughs> you guys didn't see that Rachel covered her face and it is hilarious because it is so cringeworthy. <laughs> like at first they talked to Lauren. I'm going to kind of speed through Lauren's because it's what you think it will be. But Lauren's talking to a, the advisor and she is, you know, getting congratulated on bringing up her GPA from her last college and uh, talking about how she, what she wants to do with fashion and how she has this interview with Teen Vogue. She had this interview with Teen Vogue and she hopes to get it. She hasn't heard back from her yet, which of course we all know what happens. And it's all good. It's all great. Lauren does an amazing job. Go you. Then we get to Heidi. Oh, Heidi. <laughs> <laughs> Lack of ambition and anything that has nothing to do with fame, Heidi. The, the, the counselor is talking to her about this and she's like, I see myself working, like being a PR girl, like working the clubs and, you know, the party scene, like sex in the city. And she's like, so have you ever like worked in retail? Like, have you ever done things on the 
floor? And she's like, no, like I go shopping, but like, that's it. And she was like, so, so why, why do you want to come here? Like, are you sure this is what you want to do? And she's like, she's like, yes, this, this is exactly what I want to do. And the <laughs> poor woman is like, why the hell did I agree to let MTV film me? <laughs> Get her out of my office. Oh my God. It was, it was just bad. And I mean, I remember when Lauren was talking about it in another episode and she's talking about Heidi's interview skills, like how she doesn't have any. And she's like saying things like, well, Heidi would like say that she just doesn't go to classes and things like that. And when somebody asks what your weakness is, you're not supposed to tell them what your actual weakness is. You're supposed to, you're supposed to play it up and make it really like a strength. Yeah. Like you're, yeah, it's, it's, I guess so into like, Like, for me, I would say, like, instead of being, like, I'm not a good team player, which sounds really terrible, it's, I can get so excited about a project that I tunnel vision and I don't come out of it, you know? That's a better way of saying that, but she's like, I don't like people. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like people telling me what to do because I'm an adult and I'm grown, and it's like, girl, girl. Oh, my God. (laughs) And the thing is, like, I always want to give people the benefit of the doubt. Like, we look at Jason, and he was a hot mess.com. But like, but I look at Jason now and I follow him on Twitter too. But like, I look at Jason now, like he's gone to rehab, he's cleaned himself up, he's gotten married, he has a child, which is really great. Okay, sidebar, why is he back on the hills? Like what, this is going to be boring. Like I'm, I'm glad he's doing well and he's doing stuff with like helping people with sobriety and stuff. But now he's going to be back on the hills and it's just like. I think they really just needed people to fill this cast up. And yeah. the reality is most of them are married with children now. Like Heidi and Spencer married. They have a kid. Jason mm-hmm. married with a kid. Um, Audrina, she's divorced with a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, Brody's married now too. And Frankie, isn't Frankie supposed to be on there as well? And I think Frankie yeah. is married or just got married or is going to get married, something like that. So Stephanie's kind of like the outcast there. But yeah. I mean, I think he just kind of fits into that dynamic, but it's just like weird to think like, why are you going to be friends with Heidi and Spencer after what they did to you with the sex tape rumor? Exactly. It's just like, okay, I get forgiveness, blah, blah, blah. But like, I'm not going to be on the same show as you. Like that's, no, that's so weird. Um, So I think like the next day or she finds out, so Lauren finds out that she gets the internship at um at Teen Vogue surprise surprise by Blaine who Blaine also worked for US Weekly which was a huge partnership when it came to Teen Vogue I mean when it came to the hills so like all those times that we saw like all of them in the hills there's that connection yeah. with us weekly and in the hills I I get bored sometimes Uh, (laughs) so they go in and this is where we see Whitney for the first time and Whitney has always been adorable to me um she has this like again total 2000s where it's really matchy matchy which is what one of the fashion uh uh, people say contributors say and he's like she has like this pink outfit that's like ruffled and then she has this huge brown belt man I love the huge belt (laughs) I loved that because I was like, my waist looks slim, honey. <laughs> but so she comes in and it's like, they're kind of sizing each other up. And I'm like, y'all literally look like the same California girls. Like, 
relax. Like, you're good. You're good. Um, and then we meet Lisa Love the first time. What is your, how did you take on to Lisa Love when you, like, if you can remember, because it was, like, 10 years ago, but when you first saw her? I mean, I definitely had a feeling, like, that she was going to be kind of a bitch. I think yeah. she really turned out to be nicer than I expected. I mean, she had her moments. Mm-hmm. But overall, she seemed like she was a nice person to work for. I mean, I could be wrong, but we just saw a lot of of a nice side of her, and it seemed like she genuinely kind of cared about them and wanted to help them in some aspects, like with, you know, going to Paris to do the internship or whatever. Like, I felt like she was kind of looking out for them, and mm-hmm. she was kind of accepting when things went wrong, and it was really just, you know, she gave them a stern talking to, and it was like, well, make sure it doesn't happen again. Yeah. So... But I think a lot of people in the fashion world probably have that kind of attitude where they're not just not going to take any crap. Yeah, yeah. She also reminded me of, so I was a fashion minor for a smooth like 0.782 seconds in my college <laughs> career. So I've had like eight majors and it's, it's, it's fine. I've only graduated a semester late. <laughs> but so I was a fashion minor and she reminded me look-wise of everybody that was in the department, which is a good thing. Like, she you could tell she knew her fashion sense like she was very well put together and well dressed but it wasn't overdone it was like but yeah she also seemed very stern which I understand because mm-hmm. it's team Vogue you know like you're really working for Anna Wintour whether or right. not it's like directly said but right. like she she's your boss you know so I can understand that too and you don't want people to come in just thinking oh my gosh and I'm sure there's some kind of reservation of the fact that this is all being set up by MTV. And I was so, just about to say that. Yeah. yeah like, it's like, what do you think? Like MTV is coming in and they're going to start filming in your office. And they're saying like, these two girls are going to work for you. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of makes you, I'm sure Lauren and Whitney were very qualified to have that job. So I'm sure they probably could have gotten it on their own. Mm -hmm. But I do think that there was probably some thought of like, oh my God, how is this going to go? And this is all going to be on television. Right, right. So yeah, I think she had like, she still needs, she kind of gave into the MTV thing, but like also needed to keep the reputation of Teen Vogue Mm -hmm. up. So it's like, she's trying to balance to balance that out, which look, I completely understand. And they get their assignment to do lot to to address letters for the young Hollywood party. Blah, blah, no one cares about all the other little stuff that's happened because we go to the Hollywood party. (laughs) The big (laughs) events, one of the big events of like the first two episodes. Lauren is guarding couches, like the VIP section. Heidi, uh, Whitney is checking in. And Heidi calls and she's like, hey, can you, we're here. Can you let us in? And Lauren's like, oh. And she's like, I mean, I can see what I can do. And so she calls Whitney, she calls Whitney up on on the walkie talkie and it's like, hey, I have some friends coming in. Do you mind? Or is there a way to get them in? And she's like, if they come right now. So they come in, basically crash it. They're wasted, which is still really weird to me that they were under 21 and able Mm -hmm. to be like visibly drunk like there was no if ands and buts about it they were wasted right come into the party sit in the vip section after lauren's like you guys can't sit here but then lauren doesn't do any justice either she doesn't really she like tries to 
be both like pleasing to both sides Mm -hmm. and I don't okay I maybe you can help me but like Heidi and Brian get into an argument Jordan sorry uh, Heidi and Jordan get into an argument and they don't really recall why they were fighting other than they were drunk I mean that probably was (laughs) I mean the reality is the two of them got into like little bickering things like throughout his time on the show and I mean I just I think being drunk just really added to it Mm -hmm. obviously that's gonna add to the drama for Lauren and the fact that she's working at her first event at this job so I just I think they were probably drunk and I think they both just had a lot of insecurities and issues in that relationship that just caused more problems it was I remember hating I remember actually being on Heidi's side at this like in terms of Jordan and Heidi's relationship like I was like I'm definitely on Heidi's side because Jordan is such an ass and he still was you know like yeah but I think now knowing Heidi and kind of knowing some like backstories I'm like well (laughs) I think they both just seem to have their own jealousy issues in that relationship because you know there were times when he didn't want her talking to other guys and Mm-hmm. And she even admitted herself in one episode that she's the same way, that she's a very jealous person. So I think a, a lot of it probably had to do with that and the fact that they're in the Hollywood scene and they're going to run into other guys and girls and people are going to hit on them. And Yeah. And I th- and to be honest, like it's, it's not slut shaming by any means. I think Heidi really did like the attention. I think Heidi yeah. liked the attention of being hit on, but she didn't like the attention that Jordan was getting from other girls, mm-hmm. which probably is the worked the same way in Jordan's mind too. Right. Like I'm sure Jordan wasn't like, no, stop Heidi. Like, or stop girl, not Heidi. Like I'm sure he enjoyed it too. And then she got jealous. And so it was just kind of this back and forth. Yeah. It right. was, pretty, it was pretty, pretty toxic. And then there was a time that Jen Bunny, ah, Jen Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> I know that there's a time that Jen Bunny appears in like this first episode and I want to say it was when they go to they go to club LAX which funnily enough all of those clubs that you see area LAX and all those are now closed funnily enough I say that mm-hmm. <laughs> but, which I also think are all Bolt House productions like Bolt House um yeah I mean I've always heard that like the clubs and stuff would kind of open and they'd be open for a little while and then I guess the kind of fascination dies down people move on somewhere else and then that place shuts down and reopens to something else so it seems like that's a pretty standard Hollywood thing I guess. Good to know I I never like I was never one of those people that wanted to go to LA to go to like LAX or area but no. First of all, clubs and a bunch of people. My anxiety is like, no, no, we don't, we don't do that. <laughs> but they're at Club LAX, and um, they meet Brent Bolt House, and she's really, and they're talking about um, Heidi's talking to him. Jordan's like, where did Heidi go? Mm-hmm. And she comes back, and she's all like, guess what? Guess what? I just met Brent Bolt House, who's like the biggest product, uh, club promoter ever, and he wants me to interview for a job. And then she gets all weird and has this high, like, pitched voice. <laughs> and then Brian, being the little shit stirrer he was, was like, dude, some guy just gave your girl his number. And I'm like, 
and it's for a job. And what do I like to do? Mm, partying. Oh my God. <laughs> it's so like, they're excited. Like most everybody's excited, but Lauren, Lauren just kind of looks like, I want to go home. I got like, I got school in the morning. Like I got to go in what she eventually says. And Heidi, it's just like, ever get a God out of class and blah, 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 blah. She's just so excited about the job. She's not going to have you. Um, and then Heidi and then Lauren's like, okay, well, I'm going to go. Then we wake up the next morning and Lauren's getting ready. Heidi's still asleep in bed with Jordan. And she's always like, she's already like talking about wanting to skip school and all this other stuff. Um, and then they go to class and then they show the scene. I have notes, by the way. I'm not like, this is not like pure memory. <laughs> and then they show Brian and Jordan's apartment like the next morning, which is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like it is like I've walked this, there is no offense to anybody that lives on these streets. So sidebar, I would, when I lived in Connecticut to go home since the nearest airport was in was LaGuardia in New York City. Um, I would have to like take the train from New Haven then I'd get off the train at Harlem in 125th, which is like, so there's a side of Harlem that's being gentrified. And then there's like the other side that hasn't been. I was on the other side and I have, let's just say that I've had to pick up my like 80 pound suitcase because it almost ran over feces. Sorry. Oh so like, God. yeah, like it's gross. Like that's probably the grossest thing, but like Brian and Jordan's apartment that gross it's just like and you can tell they don't really live there because there's really nothing on the wall which granted I've never been inside of a guy's yes I have I've been inside guys apartments and they have some kind of art on the wall but like they had nothing and it looks like they had a box spring and a mattress and like no sheets (laughs) and I, I mean I don't know if it was in that episode or if it was in one of the later episodes like I think Jason was over yeah it had to have been a later episode because I'm pretty sure Jason was there and they're talking to Jason and then there's, you see this like glimpse where there's like graffiti type tagging on the wall and says like Heidi was here and like all this stuff. And I'm like, y'all just did that on your wall. Okay. Sure. Like that you're renting because I, yeah. <laughs> like I, I, I would never think to write as an adult. I would never think to write on a wall that I renting even when I was in college and I was in college apartments. No. So I, yeah, I didn't understand that at all. Um, and Brian expresses that he wants to hang out with Jordan, Heidi, and Andrina. And so they go on, like, I don't think we see the double date, but I know that they, they go on, like, a double date. And Heidi's walking around. So they go back to Heidi walking around at Fidham's campus. And it's, like, clear that she skipped class. She calls Andrina, and she's like, you know, are you still working? And she's like, yeah. She's like, I just wish you could hang out with us. Cause like, you're always working. And somebody's got to pay bills. Right. <laughs> this idea that like you shouldn't work. Like, yes, we are talking about the Hills right now, but like lunch break, but we're also working. So there's that, but like, they're just like, oh my God, you, you always want to go do stuff and you have to work and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, she works till 6.30. You can't do anything after 6.30. What are you doing that's <laughs> not working? <laughs> what club is open before 6.30? Like, help me. like, those that do open, they open at like four or five because they're doing like 
maybe early happy hour for when people get off of work. (laughs) This is the most bizarre thing. Um, And so she talks about wanting to hook up Brian with Audrina. And she was like, yeah, like he's cute and funny and nice. (laughs) Audrina has no interest. No interest whatsoever. (laughs) Not that I blame her. (laughs) Right. But she was like, yeah, I mean, he's he's cool. Like he's a human. (laughs) He eats and he drinks water and like he wakes up and goes to bed. Like, Like she was. She was very like, uh, I guess. Um, And then we see Heidi in the lobby as Lauren is getting out of class. And she tells Lauren that she didn't finish her first, her first day of class because she couldn't get through the first class. She couldn't get to her, she couldn't find her first class. Yeah, she couldn't find it. And she's, they, I love how they do the screenshot and they like are showing her playing solitaire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And she has the frog background because I used to have it when I had a when I had a PC. <laughs> she has like the frog background, and she's clearly like she literally has given up on anything. Um, and Lauren's like, "You can't skip your class." Like, and then she was like, "Well, it was art history, and art is really boring." And Lauren's like, "Okay, well, I gotta go to my next class." And Heidi's like, "I need a nap <laughs> from doing what." so so bad <laughs> like I I don't have I've never had friends like these and I, I will say there are times in college that I wasn't always wanting to go to class but that was right. because I was taking I mean one semester I was taking 21 hours so there are of course times I was like I just I just want to go to sleep but like I mean it wasn't the first day <laughs> Yeah, I mean, maybe like the first month in, it was like, oh, I don't want to go to class. Right. You paid for these classes and you kind of got to show up because your money's worth. Like, I mean, I kept you going. And you spent that poor advisor's time just, you know, oh my God. She should have just, I wish MTV would have just been like, do something else. Do anything. We're not going to put you, because it was just painful. I just flashback to that lady in the office and I'm like, the poor thing. And I mean, that's probably why she wound up at Bolt House, because I'm sure MTV knew that because she was saying, like, if I get this job, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go back to school because I'd be going to school to get the job that I have. Right. So I'm sure MTV knew that she was not going to, you know, pursue school, that they weren't going to be filming her in school. So giving her this job at Bolt House was a way to keep her busy and give her some sort of storyline while mm-hmm. Lauren is working and at school. Right, right, which let's jump right into that because she like goes in and she's Heidi's all like, she's so nervous and blah blah blah. Um, and Brett is like, Why why would you fit in here? And she and she goes, I'm extremely hardworking. And I <laughs> No, you are not. From what we have seen so far. <laughs> I was like, I was like, that's cute. Try that again. <laughs> This time with a more serious face. Um, But she gets excited and she like, she ends up getting the job. So she calls Lauren and she's like, I got the job. I get a salary. And you can tell Lauren's on the phone and she's like, ooh. And she's like, and I get a lunch break. And she's like, a lunch break. A real lunch break. (laughs) 
<laughs> I put that when I was rewatching. I was like, oh my God, I have to rewind that. And I put it on my Instagram stories because I was like, oh my God. I mean, when I got a, my first like real job and I had a real lunch break, I really wasn't excited about it. Right. It lunch no. break. I was more excited about getting insurance. <laughs> I was like, I get insurance and benefits, like not I mean, priorities. <laughs> but okay, a lunch break. That's, that's <laughs> And then like, like Heidi keeps going on and on and then she closes the and then Lauren closes the phone kicking it out flip phone phone, and she tosses it on the phone and she goes on the floor and she's like oops and then her and she starts singing a fashion school dropout (laughs) and (laughs) and Whitney joins her and it's 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 pretty on brand like it is it is fantastic um so throughout the season like Heidi finds out that this job is an assistant job where she has to work full-time and she's like well I thought it was just like part-time and he's like no we need someone here every day to to do this job I mean she wasn't in school she really had nothing else like she just wanted to party in the middle of she didn't know she was gonna be stuffing envelopes and all that (laughs) like have to sit there and stuff all these envelopes and she's like asking them well how long have you been here and yeah and like one of the girls one of the girls is an intern and she was yeah. at FITM and Lauren, uh, Heidi's like yeah I just dropped out of FITM <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh Heidi um so I think that was like just the first episode but that I feel like that sets up so I'm gonna kind of like breeze through the rest because we still have to do season two <laughs> So, so, all right. So, yeah, so she's working and all this stuff. And then there's an unexpected return from dun, 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 Jason. And this is after Lauren comes back from running an errand to New York to give Lisa a dress, which I was like, oh my God, what? <laughs> I would be so mad. I'm like, oh no, I'm going to this fashion show too. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, and it, because they're both in LA, they should have a fresh start, which. If you didn't watch Laguna Beach, and I don't know why you wouldn't, Jason cheated on Lauren with Jessica. Jessica, <laughs> Jessica yeah, um, who was his ex-girlfriend that he cheated mm-hmm. on, and it was just this whole crazy thing. So, so now she has like five kids now. By the way, she lives in Texas. I've looked her up. Yeah, yeah, she lives in Texas. She has like five kids. She's a stay-at-home mom. She's you know everything they said that she would be. <laughs> Yeah, because there was that scene in Laguna Beach. They were like, where do you think we're all going to be in like 10 years? And they specifically said she was going to have like a bunch of kids or something. Well, <laughs> surprise, that surprise. But like, if she's <laughs> happy, I'm ecstatic. So go yeah. ahead. Um, so they end up like getting back together. And I'm now like on Wikipedia trying to like look through like the season because it they're to the credit of Spencer and Brody, and I hate to say this, it makes me cringe, but they did speed up and like really hype up season two, where I mm-hmm. think if season two went as season one in Laguna Beach, it would have, or Laguna Beach in the hills, like it would have been done. Like they would have canceled it. Um, so where am I, where am I? So Heidi like keeps saying that she wants to quit her job. Lauren and Jason's relationship we saw I think we all saw through the cracks of like how terrible it was um I think Lauren wanted to be the girl that to be the good girl that fixed or rehabbed the Mm -hmm. the bad boy and all the stuff that he was going through with the drugs and, and alcohol and everything just 
that's, that's not, if you're not trained to do it, like you can't fix anyone, you know, like that's something that they have to do on their own. But then like Jason ended up leaving her and going to hang out with his friends. And there was, okay. All I saw was there was Cammy or, and Kendra. It was at Jason's birthday. Yes. Because I noticed when I was rewatching, I was like, wait a second. Mm Mm-hmm. Isn't that Kendra? Because yeah. I saw her, I saw her and Cammy sitting there at the table. I'm like, well, that's funny that they showed up at his birthday. But yeah, I mean, I think when we were watching The Hills, when The Hills was airing, I don't think any of us knew that Jason had a drug and alcohol problem. No, I mean, we could assume that they drink yeah. alcohol. But... I mean, right. Even though they were obviously all underage, but yet right. they're sitting in these restaurants and these clubs in Hollywood and they're getting served alcohol. Yeah. But... I think watching the show, we definitely didn't know for sure that something was going on. And now that I've watched it back, like knowing what we know now that Jason did have a really big problem and it ultimately led to the demise of his and Lauren's relationship, that birthday party was just really weird because he did get up and keep leaving and he'd be like, I'll be right back. And then he would just leave the room. Mm -hmm. and then he'd come back for a little bit and I'll be right back and he would leave the room again and then he would float around the table talking to other people which I get it's his birthday yeah and I but I still understand like Lauren was a bit hurt because he really wasn't spending time with her Mm -hmm. but the fact that he kept leaving the room I was like okay he's obviously going to the bathroom and doing something Mm-hmm. should be doing right and it was obvious that he was intoxicated and he just was not acting like his normal self yeah and there's this like there's this older guy with and then because I was watching a little bit uh before we hopped on the call but like there's this older guy he doesn't have any hair and he's he's significantly older than at least Jason yeah he's popped up in so many episodes but (laughs) I don't notice that they ever like tag him with a name and say like Lauren's friend he's just always there (laughs) and I've noticed he's been at the clubs with them I'm like who is this dude because he doesn't seem to fit in here maybe he's the producer like maybe he's a producer that's supposed to be one of their friends that's like hey like we're you know edging them to like do this so like the story can move along I don't know but you're right he doesn't get a little tag or anything and it's just so bizarre because I'm like you it would be like my mom hanging out with like the kids of Siesta Key like it's like (laughs) it's like Polly on Siesta Key it's like what are you doing should you be in your what are you doing (laughs) why are you here but yeah so like and then like Lauren's like I don't want to argue I just you know I just want to, I just, I just wanted to spend time with you on your birthday. And then they leave. Um, There's some New Year's Eve plans. The New Year's Eve thing was so bizarre because, I mean, I say bizarre like throughout the entire series of the show, but it was weird because like Jason got mad that some guy called her and And she answered answered the phone. And I'm like, okay. Like, okay, and and they're like, everybody says that you're wrong. Everyone says you're wrong. And they're yelling at this party, and they're in this VIP area of area. Um, And they're yelling, and they're talking about, like, he's basically threatened to break up with her over this. And he's like, you just keep doing all these things that are wrong. And she's like, what did I do? And the thing I've always hated with Lauren in 
the relationship with Jason, she gets this like baby voice. It's mm-hmm. like she was like, "What did he do?" and blah blah blah, and she like it's almost like toddler like, Lauren, honey, you don't <laughs> have to stop. <laughs> it was it's so cringeworthy. It's cringeworthy then. It's cringeworthy now. So like look back and go, you stop doing that. Um, and and then like last minute, she finally gets a New York a New Year's Eve kiss from him. After he's taken two puffs of a cigarette, then he, like, kisses her. And I'm like, that has to be a disgusting kiss. Yeah. (laughs) Not cute. It's just... It's not cute, guys. (laughs) At all. Um, And then there was a birthday party for her. Now, I don't remember her birthday or her birthday surprise. I know it was alone. But whenever they recap the next episode... I think why, or there was something that they were saying that like she was left alone on her birthday. Yeah, I, so her birthday, he planned this thing. He got a hotel room and he had candles, flowers, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And they had dinner at, in their room. And as they're having dinner and it's like painfully awkward because he's like asking them like, so do you want to go out later? Like, what do you want to do later? And she's like, I don't know, whatever you want to do. And he's like saying, well, so-and-so, I don't know if it was like Jordan and Brian or whatever, but like somebody wanted to go out later. And she's like, well, if you want to go out later, you can go out later. He's like, well, I want to do whatever you want to do. So what do you want to do? And she's like, well, like, I want to do what you want to do. And he's like, well, do you want to stay in and watch a movie? Do you want to go out? And she said she'd like to watch a movie with him. And he's like, or do you want to go out? And he just like kept pushing it and it was very obvious that all he wanted to do was go out and drink and do whatever it is he was doing Mm -hmm. and we never saw him like get up and leave her there but it does seem like that's what happened because like the last we saw is they were laying on this bed they both look miserable they're watching a movie and there's like flower petals everywhere and just like it looked just bad right right and it's like again Shout out to Jason for sobering himself up, but you can tell that it was just, there was something going on. Like, right. And it's, it's now knowing that there's something going on. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is more than alcohol. Like, right. when they party, because for me, when I went to go party, and maybe this is me being in Texas, even though I'm in a big city of Texas, but when I go out and party, I just, I drink and then I go to, like, I'll drink, I go to get some tacos and then I go home. <laughs> Like, there's no substance that, like, happens within the whole partying thing, right. so. Their party scene was, like, way different. They oh, want yeah. to be out till four o'clock in the morning, drinking, doing whatever else they're doing, and, I mean, it, it sucks, because, like, obviously, when we were watching the show, we didn't realize what exactly Jason's issues were, because mm-hmm. it was never addressed, mm-hmm. because they just kind of kept that under wraps, but now, like, to see that, it's, like, obviously, he had a really big issue and like it's awesome that he's been able to turn his life around yeah so and that's I mean that's really what matters in the end I I just think MTV probably would have gotten a lot of crap had they covered that side of things sure sure because he was he wasn't 21 yeah and I'm sure also yeah I think it's more of that than it was like a privacy issue but Mm -hmm. because it would have taken the focus away from like Lauren trying to be in fashion so right um jordan like so the next episode they have where heidi ends her relationship with jordan which thank god because 
it, it was so, it, again, it was just so toxic and it was so mind blowing. You can tell how abusive, I use that lightly because maybe J- Jordan isn't abusive, but it sounded like he was verbally abusive, abusive. to her yes. based on what Heidi said in right. front of the cameras and to Lauren. Right. So obviously we didn't necessarily see anything, but you, there was a clip where she's talking to him on the phone and she's like, don't yell at me, Jordan. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously there were things going on that we didn't necessarily see, but according to Heidi, like she's said he was verbally abusive. Yeah. And then like he's in his apartment with Brian and J- uh, Brian and uh, Jason after the breakup. And he's like, I, he's like, we were fine. Like we were perfect. Everyone said we were perfect. And they're all like agreeing with him and even Jason's like, I thought that Lauren and I would, you know, Lauren and I would have issues and we would always come to you guys to, you know, figure out how to deal with our stuff. Like I thought Lauren and I would be done, we'd be done mm-hmm. way before you and Heidi. And I'm like, what kind of crap? Like, I, I don't understand bro talk. So like, why would that be a thing that you would say? But I mean, I guess that was a prediction to what, what came. Right. Um, and so, and Heidi's just like, it seems like Heidi cried about it. She got it out. And then she was with Audrina and she was like, I'm going to just hook up with everybody and I'm not going to be in a relationship. <laughs> like, it was very, like, Jordan is like so upset. And Heidi's like, and I'm, I'm over it. On to the next. Right. Which I mean, you know, in that sense, good for her, like to not be dwelling right. on it too much. But then we got Spencer. Right. Uh, I mean, look what we moved on to now. Right, right. So yep, that was the last time we have ever heard from <laughs> Brian and Jordan <laughs> ever. <laughs> and of course, Jason pops up later. So then we get to the last episode of the season. And I just want to say that what, 12, 13 years later, I am still pissed off about this, even though I know the truth about the whole thing. Right. But they go, so Lauren is, is with Whitney and they're at Teen Vogue and they're talking to Lisa and, um, they were talking about the, the party, not the party, whatever event, there were the fashion show and how they worked well together because Whitney walked after a model didn't show up. Um, which I think is so perfect for Whitney, by the way, because she's like this naturally thin oh, and yeah. you can tell by her face, you can tell by her face that she's naturally thin because it's full and it's got like, not to say that you can't be a model at any size, but like she was, she had the right look where she didn't look like she was starving herself. Mm-hmm. She, just, she just fit naturally. Um but yeah, so they were talking about that event and how she worked and how they worked really well together. And then Lisa talks to Lauren about this internship in Paris and how she loved Paris. And, <laughs> and so Lauren's like super excited and she's sitting on the couch and she's talking to, or they get back and they, they show her sitting on the couch. Heidi walks in like, what are you doing? just and then it was like something about her talking about getting an internship and she's like "Ooh, to where and then she's like paris and it's a vogue paris that she's reading um and then heidi's like so what about you and jason and lauren's like i don't know what do you mean you don't know (laughs) (laughs) what do you mean and like she tells jason about this and he is like oh and like Jason's like, but what about me? What about us? What about our summer? And I'm just like, 
you better fl fly yourself to Paris or deal. Because <laughs> I'm going to go to Paris. <laughs> like, that would have been. I mean, let's be real. I, I'm, I'm sure he probably had a job. We just didn't see him go to it. But if he didn't have a job, well, he just got the beach house. I mean, if he really wanted to, I feel like he could have gone and, and stayed in Paris. And they could have spent time together when she wasn't working. But I do get, like... I mean, obviously, we know the reality of the situation and, you know, what really happened. Mm -hmm. But I think for any of us in that position, I think it is still kind of hard. Like, you're in this relationship that you feel like you're – where she felt like she was finally in a good place with him and they were going to spend the summer together and it was supposed to be amazing and she really loved this guy. And I think she knew that if she walked away and she went to Paris, even if it was just for the summer – that they probably wouldn't survive and that's not what she wanted. So like, I understand that from mm. her perspective that you don't necessarily want to walk away from somebody that you really care about and love. But at the same time, you still have to consider your career and the opportunities that present itself to you. But I mean, we all know that I guess there really wasn't actually a decision to be made really. I mean, cause yeah. Again, this is definitely one of those things I wish they would have just left. Just shut up. We didn't need to know that there wasn't a Paris. Right. <laughs> well, not only that, but the story, like, changed, I felt. Because remember when when season two comes back and they're sitting in the office with Lisa Love and she's asking Whitney about Paris and she's like, we went to Coco Chanel's apartment and this and that. And then she turns to Lauren and she's like, well, how was your summer with your boyfriend? Did that work out for you? And Lauren's just like... <laughs> No. So they're talking to Whitney as if she did go to Paris for this internship. Mm -hmm. But Whitney has since, and, and Whitney has said, like, I don't know why the cameras didn't follow me to Paris. But then I've since read something that she didn't actually go to Paris. I so did too. She's like, she like kind of continued with this story for a while saying, oh, yeah, I went to Paris. I don't know why the cameras didn't follow me there, but blah, blah, blah. But then it's like, oh, well, there really wasn't a Paris. Yeah. I know that the MTV producers really wanted Lauren to pick going to Paris. But I mean, if that was the case, if you're going to fabricate this whole thing, then why didn't she just film something where she seems to be jetting off to Paris, but really she didn't? I mean, right. Right. Like they showed, the, they showed Whitney at the airport. Right. But that was it. But Whitney had an internship opportunity at first to go to New York. New York yeah. And then they gave that internship to Paris, I mean, to Paris, to, to Whitney. Mm -hmm. But yeah, because I remember she said, I just like, after they finished shooting it, I went back home. Right. Like, so did you not really have an internship in New York either, which would have been even more plausible, like that she would do an internship in the summer in New York. So I hate, hate, hate how sometimes we don't need that wall broken. I'm right. so mad. I think the principle of the matter of me being mad about Lauren not going to Paris because of Jason was because we looked at, again, we weren't in the relationship. That relationship mm -hmm. was real. It wasn't off, uh, you know, for the cameras. But I think looking at it and just being like, this is a very toxic relationship and you chose your toxic boyfriend who's been cheating. I mean, obviously there was cheating, um, partying, drug use, whatever, you chose that. You thought that trying to get a house together with him to fix it. And I, I get it. When you're in it, you're trying to do everything mm -hmm. you can. But it was just the principle. I was like, no, no. But then understanding that that relationship was real and the parish trip wasn't, 
I'm still conflicted. I'm so mad. I'm so I mad. I, just, I genuinely think that that's just one of the things that makes me like so hesitant towards a reboot just because we know that so much was fabricated. Mm-hmm. I feel like Lauren has spoken up the least out of everybody. I mean, there were things that Lauren came clean about, but I feel like everybody else has just been running their mouths nonstop and blabbing about everything. Yeah. And yeah. I think it just kind of kills it a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And that's, that's, it's like, so now we know that this is scripted. This is more scripted than not. So what are we supposed to, I mean, and Stephanie Pratt has said that she's bringing on the drama. So it's kind of like, okay, well, is it just going to be Stephanie stirring up stuff? Because I don't, I like Stephanie. Like I have this weird yeah. like for her. Like I root for her. I, it's not like how I feel with Heidi where I'm just like, if they went away, it would be fine. Mm-hmm. I want Stephanie to succeed because I feel like she's, and in listening to her podcast, I feel like she's always trying to prove that she is good enough. And that's like a really sucky feeling. Like, and I can understand that. Like just trying to prove that you're good enough to your family and stuff. Like I have these businesses, like, isn't that good enough for you to love me? Like I have, I'm doing this. Isn't that good enough for you to love me? So like, I root for her to, to do well and to, to be better. I don't want this to look like Stephanie is the shit stirrer and everybody else is just chill because even though, yes, we know it's scripted, it's just kind of like, it's going to come off really one-sided, but we don't know because Mm -hmm. they're not bringing any content for us to get excited about. Like, we're the demographic that you want to hype up. Not like these young people, they don't care about Brody Jenner. Like they don't, they just don't care. Not only that, but younger generation, they're most likely not married. Mm -hmm. They don't have children. These people are closer to our age than their age. A lot of us, like, I mean, I'm not married. I don't have kids, but a lot of people my age are. Yeah. So that's yeah. something that bring, it brings some sort of relatability factor into it, even though we know that these are like rich, semi-famous people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, I just, I just think that they really are kind of targeting the wrong people. Yeah. I like want to go to MTV. I want to go to this department and be like, this is what you need to do and help them promote this and like develop a plan. Right. Because let me tell you, I, when I was posting about rewatching the Hills on my Instagram stories, I had quite a few people DM me like, Oh my God, I used to love that show. And I was like, yeah, well there's a reboot coming out this summer. So I guess that's why like I was watching it on Comcast on demand. Mm -hmm. So they're like, wait, there's a reboot. I was like, yeah, you haven't heard about that? Like, most of the people that seem like they have no idea. Like, they have no clue. And then I say, well, Misha Barton's on it. They're like, what? Yeah, it's it's such so, a weird addition. Yeah. But, you know, poor thing, she's gone through it, too. So I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. Like, I want them to do better with the promo. Like, it's just, it's a fall into the wayside, I feel like. Um so season two starts, and like you were saying, it's, well, the first thing we see is Lauren dropping off her stuff to Jason. They're oddly matching in black. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why are you both wearing black shirts? And Lauren's hair is already like 10 times better than last season. It's got some curls to it. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit it darker. It's like infinitely better. Yeah. Like, 
it was crazy. Yeah. I think she has a new car too. I think she has a Mercedes. Yeah. She got a Mercedes like at the, like, I guess sometime over that summer, because I read something where Heidi, somebody asked about that Mm -hmm. Heidi and Heidi's like, I don't know why they didn't mention it. I guess she just wanted to upgrade to a Mercedes. Why is that even really necessary for anybody to address it? It's just her car. Yeah. I mean, if she wanted to go from a BMW to a Mercedes, that's, that's her business. I always thought they were on the same playing field, but you know, whatever. (laughs) Honestly, that's what I thought. So this is coming from somebody who works in the car industry for seven and a half years with Mercedes, BMWs, Lamborghinis, Ferraris, Porsches. Like that was what I grew up around in my life. So I always thought Mercedes and BMW were like the The same same thing, but we're also quoting Heidi. So let's just, (laughs) yeah, let's let's be real. But Heidi had that same thing though. In the first season she had not so great of a car. I don't want to diss anybody. I want to think it was like a Pontiac or something, but I'm not hundred percent. Yeah, no, it definitely wasn't. Yeah, because we didn't really see her driving it. And then later on, she has this Audi. So she got her glow up in the form of a car, too. So. Yeah, she got to lease a car, a new car. It's fine. It's totally <laughs> fine. Listen, there's a thing about, like, Dallas. They call them Dallas Thousandaires, where where people try to portray that they're they're rich by, like, oh leasing and living, living off of credit cards and, like, living in these nice homes in, like, oh. uptown but they like really don't have any money or like they don't have furniture or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, that's harsh. I'm not one of them. Listen, I live 30, I live about 20 minutes outside of Dallas. My apartment is fully furnished and it's (laughs) less expensive. So (laughs) my car is definitely not a luxury car. Um, And I'm okay with that because I don't need a front for anyone. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, listen, you're not trying to prove anything to anybody else. And when it comes down to it, it's all about making yourself happy, not trying to show off for other people. Right. I've got enough plants and stuff. Like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm so good. <laughs> so, yeah, we see them and, like, dropping off of Lauren dropping off his stuff. And he's like, I hope we can be friends. And she's like, I can't be friends with you. Um, so that's whatever. Uh, and then, like you were saying, they go into the Teen Vogue office and she's like, how's everyone's summer? <laughs> <laughs> like she really cares though <laughs> like lisa love really cares yeah, but it was so it was such great television because lisa has that like stern looking face she has the tone where like you don't know if she likes you or not like you just assume she hates you and <laughs> and she's like asking whitney so how was Paris? And she was like, it was great. Like you were saying, went to Coco Chanel's house and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, great, fantastic. How's the summer with your boyfriend, Lauren? Like she- and like, not only that, but like before that, she was like, that was a really great decision that you made with me. Like really just dig it in deeper. It's like salt wound. Hold on. Let me open up the salt and just pour it all the way on. Like, and like Lauren's sitting there and she's like, and she's like, did, was that a good decision? I like, like, kind of like, you feel dumb, huh? Don't you? And Lauren's just sitting there. And she's like, she's like not giving her eye contact. And she kind of shrugs, shrugs it off. And I'm just like, and then what she says, she's like, Lauren didn't go to Paris. Lauren will always be known as the girl that didn't go to Paris. And she was not wrong about that because I know Lauren has been to Paris 10,000 times since then, but she's still the girl that didn't go to Paris. She's not lying. And like in the last year, she's posted a picture on her Instagram where she was wearing the shirt that says like, I've been to Paris or something. So (laughs) even she still knows that people still say that. Well, good for her for having a sense of (laughs) that too, because 
I, I mean, I would never, funnily enough, so a little sidebar. So I went to uh, the Alt Summit conference Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting how many people know people that know people. I met someone that wrote the Celebrate book with Lauren. Oh, really? That's yeah. Cool. So I was like, oh, okay, small world. So it's just like <laughs> one of those things where I'm like, now I really got to be careful. Like, I wouldn't just randomly ask questions like about the hills. Lauren Conrad does not come up in my everyday conversation. But it's just one of those things where it's like, what if I mention something and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm BFF with Heidi. And I'm like. <laughs> are you oh do they have friends like I feel like they only hang out with each other but we'll get to that um and so Lauren's like upset that she is everybody keeps asking her about about a about Jason and she's just like crying about it and blah 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 meanwhile we find out that Audrina and Heidi are in a fight with each other over Heidi's new boyfriend Spencer because apparently, allegedly, Audrina was trying to hook up with, with Spencer when Spencer was trying and Heidi were hooking up. The drama. And here is where I kind of side-eye. Because I was like, Audrina is cute. Spencer, I looked at Spencer from a lot of angles. Okay, like I was like, what if he had facial hair? But when he started getting facial hair, he had that like flesh colored beard. (laughs) He looked like Teen Wolf. Oh my God. Like the Michael J. Fox movie. (laughs) (laughs) I looked at him and I was like, no, he's not you. He just reminds me of guys. He reminds me of guys that I went to school with. Because so in our district, it's a pretty, I say wealthy district, but I was not wealthy. But the school I went to were, had a little bit more diversity in terms of income. So you had people that, of course, were, like, super, super rich. And then you had people that were, like, when middle class was a thing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but he reminds me of the guys that I went to school with that were, were more of, like, the upper class. But if they weren't upper class, like, they would be just not attractive, like the thing that you know, yeah. they have money and so they're able to buy the clothes and have the flashy things to portray themselves to be attractive right but like and let's be real there are also a lot of girls who are attracted to just the money aspects so, exactly yeah i get what you're saying yeah, yeah yeah but like like brody brody is attractive like yeah let's let's not act like the boy ain't cute he's cute so, that, so like he's cute <laughs> like i'm like okay cool i get why you know people find girls people find Brody attractive but like Spencer is just like I don't for me no. it's just, I don't see it so and I then, think it was just because he was friends with Brody was hanging out with Brody people knew Brody like nobody knew who Spencer Pratt was before like mm-mm. do you know they had a they had it's on YouTube they have a yeah, show, they had that show Princess of Malibu but like I didn't like I remember that show but I didn't watch it and I mean, I still feel like Brody was obviously the more famous, more well-known no. one in that relationship. So just the fact that like by association, these girls are hanging out with Spencer, like, and they want to get closer to Brody or like whatever it may be, or maybe yeah. they just Spencer because he's got rich, famous friends and he's got money himself. That's right. not his money, but it's his parents' money and he doesn't have to work. Right. So. Yeah. And like, even with Brody, cause it's like, well, I was trying to, I was thinking about this last night. I was like, what does Brody, what did Brody do? And I'm like. His, uh, his, uh, I don't know. His parent, see, and okay, 
disclaimer, I don't know how to address this as, I don't know how to address this because it's a, I feel like it's kind of a weird thing. So anybody listening that is, I'm a, I'm an ally who needs to learn a lot more because his parent was an Olympian mm-hmm. and that's who the parent was known for. That's what, that's how people knew that name because Jenner, you know what I mean? Cause that right. association and Linda Thompson, shout out to her. I didn't realize how much of a badass she was. Like she wrote two or three or co-wrote two or three songs on the bodyguard soundtrack with David Foster, who she was married to at the time. And she used to date Elvis, but yeah, no, neither here or there for me, <laughs> but, but like, it's, I think I have nothing in like a couple of other songs. So it's like a lot of the like iconic Whitney songs. So that's where I understand where that money comes from. But with Brody, it's like, what did you just grew up wealthy? And like, even like Paris Hilton, yeah. I guess, like her parents had money. She was a socialite. I guess he was like a, a socialite as well. I mean, yeah. I think that's kind of what it was. And then he just, yeah, I don't, I don't really know how he got into his fame either, but like, he's attractive. So maybe he, I think he modeled, maybe he modeled. Yeah, he, I mean, I think he could have done some modeling. I don't know for sure if he did, but yeah, I mean, I definitely think it was just one of those situations, like with Paris Hilton, like you knew of her because of her parents, really, and then she had a TV show, well, Brody wound up on a TV show, Mm -hmm. and now with these days of social media, everybody has a chance to stay relevant. Yeah, it's, isn't it it grand? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so yeah, so Spencer and Heidi are dating and it's kind of this tit for tat of like is Spencer being a player um is he not kind of thing and then Heidi wants to introduce Lauren to Brody who we find out was Kristen Cavallari's ex mm-hmm. and then there was another a little another nugget that was thrown out there later that Heidi slapped Lauren so I, I almost want to say that Lauren's Heidi, uh, Kristen, mm-mm, sorry, Kristen slapped Lauren, I think, over Brody. I think I must have missed this drama. Okay, I'm looking on my <laughs> I mean, it sounds like, I feel like that sounds familiar, but I don't know the details. Okay, I'm like looking up, did Kristen, <laughs> did Kristen <laughs> slap Lauren? <laughs> I just, I need to know. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm going to try to breeze through this, blah, 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 blah. She got into an argument with Kristen because, uh, she had said some negative things about her in an article and it ended up with me getting hit in the face. She Mm. told life and style. It's fine. I don't think she got a very good shot in, um, yeah, so that's, that's that. That's that happened. I mean, Kristen was kind of savage. Let's be real. She was. That was a. That was a. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> like, hmm, I don't know what I would put her in terms of like my high school. Like, like I always like kind of put people in groups in high school. You know, like in my head, mm-hmm. like Lauren would have been this girl. I don't know. I don't know about Kristen. I mean, she definitely would have been a popular girl. I don't know if she would have necessarily been a mean girl to, like, people she didn't know. Yeah, she didn't come off to me like that. It was more just, like, the people that she knew. And I think she just had that kind of side of her. And especially with the whole Lauren, Steven, Kristen triangle, which mm-hmm. was a whole different show. But, 
Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, I think she was overall like a nice girl, but you just did not want to cross her. Right, right. Um so yeah, they so Brody and Lauren go on a date after setting it up after like some work she did with this designer Ashley Page. And it's cute, but you can tell that it was just cute. Yeah. Um nothing to really come from it. And then I'm trying to like go through some stuff. Oh, Heidi has a pregnancy scare. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, geez. And they, uh. <laughs> I think they, so Adriana, and then Adriana wants to meet with Lauren and brings Whitney along with her. And she's like, it's kind of awkward. And Adriana's just like, I don't understand why Heidi's so mean to me. I don't get why she's mad at me. And they like show up at the club. Oh yeah. Cause this is when Jen Bunny's like, she has balls. <laughs> <laughs> she has major balls. Cause they go to the club uh, Heidi's finally able to work the clubs. Thank God she got promoted. Um, <laughs> she's able to work the clubs and they go in and Audrina goes with, with Spencer and a friend and Jen Bunny is like acting like she wants to fight Audrina. And I'm like, girl, Jen Bunny, <laughs> fall back. <laughs> you are not about to do anything. Did you watch uh, Bug Juice? on Disney okay we're about to go everyone we're about to go (laughs) deep into like deep 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 into throwback okay there was a season of bug juice where there was this girl Eve and Eve looks like or Eva one of the two but she looks like she looked like her parents forced her to go to camp she did not look like she wanted to go to camp like like she was kind of more of like a a gothic chick like Mm -hmm. cute but she wore like all black and she just looked like, I don't really want to be here, but my parents were making me come. Basically so, me in high school. <laughs> right. No, I look, me as an adult, to be honest. <laughs> so, she, so she goes to, um, so she's at this camp. And then I remember the counselors were saying that she and somebody else were, having, were being sent home because they were breaking a rule. And the girl that I think got sent home was Jen Bunny. Like there's these th- there's a conspiracy theory out there that Jen Bunny was on Bug Juice and was friends with this E chick. <laughs> and this hasn't been confirmed. So I don't think it's been confirmed. I don't think she really talks about it. I mean, ob- for obvious reasons. But I'm see. I have to look this up now. Jen Bunny on Bug Juice. But yes, that is. I've kind oh of God, ran with. Hilarious. I've kind of run with it because I'm like, why? Why would it not be? <laughs> like why would it not and like Jen Bunny's actually like in terms of book smart is actually like intellectually smart like she was she got her BS her BS in neuroscience and then she got like an MBA in some executive business she got something like an EMBA or something like that and, like, she's a smart cookie from, like, a well-known school, like, a top-tier school. And I was like, you could have shocked me because she was at I, a Yeah, right. I'm, I'm surprised by that is the fact that Jordan <laughs> went to Columbia. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I mean, she was trying to find Audrina in the club. Like, <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> like, and nobody's going to be like, yes, you, 
You're a smart wife. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the only person I'm not shocked about is Whitney. She graduated from USC. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, so eventually Heidi and Audrina squashed their beef. And she, you know, after she made it very clear that she has no reason at all to want to hook up with, to hook up with Spencer. Um, what was, oh, what was the fight? The fight at, uh, Air, not fight, but there was a thing at Area that kind of pushed Spencer and Heidi, I mean, Spencer and Lauren apart further. There was like an argument because Heidi was supposed to go to Colorado to visit her mom, but she missed the flight as one would. She missed the flight and then she comes back and there are these like blonde bimbos in the club. Yeah. Yeah, so she comes back and Spencer's not expecting it. He's there with these girls in the club. And I think it was really just Lauren being protective over Heidi. Heidi's really upset. She's crying and obviously pissed off at Spencer because she leaves town. And the first night that she's supposed to be gone, he's in the club hitting on some other girls and exchanging phone numbers and whatever else he was doing. So, I mean... I just think Lauren throughout the whole thing was really trying to be a protective friend and she saw that Spencer was kind of a shady person and didn't necessarily treat Heidi right the whole time, especially in the beginning when he's going to these clubs and, you know, telling Brody that he's still going to keep his homeboy phone. And, you know, I just, I just think in the, I just think we really couldn't trust Spencer. I think Heidi didn't want to see that and Lauren did. Yeah. And obviously that's what sparked the whole thing anyway, because Lauren didn't really like Spencer. Yeah. And Spencer, oh yeah, because I remember Spencer pulled up the MySpace page and messaged a couple of girls to go hang out. And I was like, time warp. I can't deal with this. Oh my God. (laughs) MySpace. Um, And where are we? Um, really? Heidi's birthday party is so, Heidi's birthday, oh no, that's 13 of like the series. I was like 13 of the season. I thought there was 12 episodes. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm so happy. If they can keep this, by the way, at 12 and not push that like 26, 28 episodes a season, like three and four. Yeah, I noticed that. that. And I was like, wow, really? There were this many episodes in the season? That was a lot. That was that was exhausting because I would remember going through it and I'm like, wait, I thought this was season four. This is season three. Still, still, <laughs> yeah. That's exactly how I felt as I've been rewatching. I'm like, wow, this season's just not ending. It's kind of crazy, right? So Heidi ends up like eventually forgiving Spencer, and um, we meet super intern Emily, who is Emily Weiss of Glossier, which is wild to me yeah like, like <laughs> oh, not, I know. I mean, she deserves the success too and we don't yeah. give her enough when we talk about the hills but i'm like you were like every time i watch her i have to like go back on her like instagram and i'm like wow all right um, <laughs> but i think she did it very smart she didn't become a cast member she made it's like you still remember her as super intern but then mm-hmm. she left and she was done and she started right. to build her business. Like that was a smart move on her part. I think where Whitney fell, if you will, is that like she kept continuing. Like she left, she went to New York to do Diane, uh, Diane von Furstenberg, eventually mm-hmm. People's Rev. And it just kind of fizzled out. Like I think she overdid it a little bit. Um, 
but anyway, so yeah, so we meet super intern, which is Emily Weiss. And then um, Heidi, Lawrence starts to become more honest with Heidi about, hey, like, I think Spencer is, you're, you're doing a lot of choosing Spencer over me um, and not putting our friendship our friendship first and she's like it's just hard if you don't like my boyfriend if I can't talk to you which I can understand that if Mm -hmm. you know my friends didn't like my boyfriend and I can't talk to you about him then like I mean you should be able to talk about other things but but I mean that's obviously such a big part of your life Mm -hmm. and I think it's going to put a strain on any relationship I don't think it you know it doesn't matter that you've been friends for 20 years or whatever like if you don't like the person that your friend is dating and you can't talk about that aspect of their life which is a huge part of their life yeah I mean I it's just bound to create drama so I mean I feel like it was definitely pretty obvious that things were going to turn out the way that they did yeah, in terms of them drifting apart because Lauren was just obviously never going to accept Spencer. Right, right. Which, I mean, why would you? <laughs> <Too. Right. laughs> which also puts a strain between uh, Lauren and Brody, which builds up to Jen's 21st birthday party, where Lauren buys her supposedly best friend a diamond necklace. And Heidi... I think I give you fake diamonds on your birthday? <laughs> I would expect my friends to give me pink <laughs> because I just know how we're all in the same kind of place. I mean, that MTV paycheck must have been real good, so. Right. <laughs> and so she's like, she's with all of Jen's friends and they are, you know, hanging out and stuff. But Jen is plotting to, to hook up with Brody, even though she knows that he hooked up with her best friend. And Heidi's like, you do what you want to do. It's your birthday, which I'm Stop, Heidi, just stop. I know. Um, and eventually it happens. <laughs> they, and well, Heidi acts like she has nothing to do with right. it. I mean, that was the crazy part. She acted like, I like how everybody, this is what I didn't like. They all acted like, oh, this is all Jim Bunny's fault. When, when it was Spencer, it was Heidi, it was Brody. And yes, yeah, person that really kind of got the brunt of it was was Jen Bunny which again I'm right. not, I don't stand Jen Bunny like that but it, like, it just doesn't make sense that Brody didn't really get the same heat but I guess Lauren hadn't really known Brody that long at that point mm-hmm. they had like a very casual type of thing which we now know was fake for the cameras but whatever <laughs> um <laughs> But she had been friends with Jen for a long time. So I think that's really why Jen got it. Because for somebody that you've been friends with for so long, you just don't do that. And I mean, I've been in that situation before where I was involved with a guy like the same way that Brody and Lauren were involved and then had a friend like hook up with him afterwards. And it's, but, and you don't, she didn't even say anything. Like I, so I get where mm-hmm. Lauren's coming from. Like, you just don't do that. Yeah. And if you are going to go that route, then maybe you need to sit down and talk to your friend first. Like if you genuinely have feelings for somebody, like talk it out. Yeah. Your friend can be accepting of it. That's one thing, but you don't go behind somebody's back and do that so I see why Jen got most of it and why I mean I think Lauren was a bit mad at Heidi and Spencer because she did say I think at one point like how Spencer was like facilitating it and but Heidi was denying that she was involved and Heidi was the one that helped set it up I mean Mm -hmm. she just didn't want to jeopardize her relationship any more than she already had with Lauren right right um 
And we also find out when they have their arguments, it wasn't all Brody, it was you. Um, <laughs> that's like, that's probably one of the like, one of my favorites, but like season three has the most iconic defining quote of like a millennial generation. <laughs> <laughs> I want to forgive you and I want to forget yeah. you. I'm like, yes, put this also on my tombstone. I'm gonna have a lot of time. <laughs> Um, no, but we also find out that when she expressed having interest in Jason, that Jen hooked up with Jason right then. And Jen was like, I just didn't yeah. think you were really serious about that. And she's like, funny, because I dated him for like a year and a half afterwards. Yeah, she had said that the first night she, I think she was telling I think she was talking about it's like Whitney or something. And she's like, well, you know, the first night that I kissed Jason, Jen kissed him first. I'm like, oh my God. Like, what were you doing? Checking him out for your friend, making sure it was all good? Like what? No. You're like, he's a good kisser. Go ahead. You're, you're yeah. good. <laughs> you're good. It's gonna be fine. Oh my gosh. Oh, Jen. Jen, you might be Oh, fun. Like that was just, that was not a good way to go about things. Not at all. And she, yeah, she, she was like, well, I hope you accept my apology. Like, it was very, it seems as though, like, she did lose a lot of friends because of guys, like Lauren pointed out. And I didn't know, I still want to know, what did Jen Bunny do for Lauren and Lo not to talk for, like, a period of time? Yeah, I think they said, like, two years or something. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I feel like, given what's happened with Brody, I feel like maybe it has something to do with a guy. I don't know. Yeah. But obviously, Lo and Jen have had some sort of issue, so. Yeah. But also, I I want to know what happened with Lo and Laura now, because they're not friends. Yeah, I've been trying to figure that out myself, because, like, that breaks my heart. I know. I, I know that Lo was in Lauren's wedding, which was, like, years ago now. Yeah. Lauren still follows Lo on Instagram. I'm a stalker. But That's Lauren right. follows Lo on Instagram, but Lo doesn't follow her. Yeah. So I'm like, did something happen? Is this, like, a one-sided thing? I know they still share friends, but, yeah. like, there's been no sort of public interaction between the two of them. Because I know that her and Jill, who's a, who's appeared yeah. a few times um, on the show, like, Lauren comments on Jill's stuff, and Jill comments on Lauren's stuff, but she's also commenting on Lo's thing, yeah. thing. and Lo will comment on her stuff sometimes. So, like, they're friends. So yeah. Part of me was like, well, maybe there's, like, I don't know. I mean, some people might say, like, look, it's just Instagram. But you would think that if you were best friends, you would be following their Instagram. I want to think... I want to think Lo follows like Lauren's, um, like the little market business, yeah. but yeah. I, I think she does. Like, I'm just so nosy. I know. I want to know, like, I need to know these things. Like I went, cause I was like, who would I have wanted on the Hills or like to have made an appearance on the Hills during this time that Lauren was on there. And I was like, Trey, because listen, Trey is an underrated yeah. bay. Um, he definitely had, he reminded me of like the lead singer of Switchfoot, where he was very surfer. He had like the like bed head, like it wasn't spiky jail. He always wore like the skating caps and stuff, but he cared about humanitarian efforts. And then I was looking on his Instagram a couple of years, like a year ago, not a couple of years ago. But I looked on his Instagram and he was doing, he was a, a designer for Vera Wayne. 
And I think he went to Parsons, like in New York. So like he was too busy, like actually getting his education and doing internships and stuff, right. to, like be on the hills. Yeah. But and that's I just, like, go ahead. I just checked low doesn't follow the little market. The little market follows low. So like <gasps> all Lauren's stuff like follows low, but low doesn't follow any of it. So maybe it's a jealousy thing. I mean, like, the thing is, like, obviously, Lowe moved to New York right. for a while, so I'm sure that that created some sort of distance. Like, I always wonder, like, well, were Lauren and Whitney really friends, or was it fake for the show, and did they stop being friends when Whitney moved? Like, that kind of thing, because oh, obviously, yeah. they're not friends anymore. Yeah. And, like, now everybody is, like, BFFs with Heidi and Spencer, because they're on the show with them. Like, we're just going to forget everything that a Heidi and Spencer did. Right, which, like, they did things <laughs> like <laughs> I mean granted like a shout out to Spencer for telling the truth about what happened or whatever and him writing his book about like how to get famous and how he was he set out to be a villain like I think that's another weird thing to credit Spencer for is that he really started the being a villain on a reality tv show thing like people trying to because the more you get screen time the more you get paid on reality TV. And like, I read something that they were worried because like Jersey Shore had started airing and they were worried that Jersey Shore was gonna get better ratings in the hills. Mm -hmm. So they were really trying to step it up. Yeah. I mean, there were always reality TV show villains, but I think they just took it to a whole nother level where they yeah. were just intentionally causing drama and just trying to stir the pot just to get people watching the show. Cause I'm yeah. sure they knew that you know, as long as stuff was going on, because really, when you think about it, this was Lauren's show. Yep. And if Lauren stopped being friends with Heidi and Spencer, why should they be on the show anymore? Because exactly. they're not in her friend circle. Just because they were there from, or Heidi was there from the beginning, doesn't necessarily mean they had to keep following her. Yeah. But they made for interesting television because they kept doing stuff mm -hmm. that made people want to watch. They were causing all this drama and showing up at the same clubs and Heidi's trying to talk to her and writing Lauren a letter and showing up at Lauren's birthday and just all these things that she did. Like, you know, when you saw that commercial, oh my God, yeah. Heidi is going to go to Lauren's birthday. Yeah. <gasps> oh my oh God, my I gosh, have to watch yeah. it, you know? Yeah. You they know knew what they were doing. It. And it was a really interesting sweet spot with social media because I think Facebook was still fairly new and it mm -hmm. wasn't as public as it was now where you have like groups and anybody's just right I think it was like still back in the day where you had to have a college email address to get on yeah. Facebook yeah and I think Twitter had just started out during that time so it's not like we had this like now on Instagram again I follow Vanderpump Rules and you can people are showing clips of people of the show being filmed even right. though it's in its off season which kind of sucks because now it's like it lessens the surprise element that I like in my reality TV shows. Um, but there's too much backstory already being put to the front. With The Hills, it was in that sweet spot where all of the stuff wasn't developed yet. So you don't get that sweet spot of, okay, this is what really went down. This is what really mm -hmm. happened, you know? Um, so it's just yeah, not then, getting that behind the scenes like we yeah. do now. Like, I feel that what you're saying about Vanderpump Rules, like, I feel the same thing with Siesta Key because I follow those girls and I watch them and you see them and they're out and they're filming stuff and they openly talk about filming. And, you know, I'm seeing like, oh, well, two of the cast members unfollowed each other on Instagram and now this cast member is following this one and they weren't yep. friends before he had blocked her and it's like, what's going on? Now I have to watch to find out. So on one hand, like there's still like 
you see the drama unfolding in real time. So it, it does make you curious for the next season. Mm -hmm. But I also think that there's a fine line between these people now sharing too much yeah. because of social media. And I'm sure there's all kinds of rules about what they can and can't post because they can't broadcast everything. Otherwise, nobody's going to watch the show and then they're not going to have their paycheck exactly the show's gonna eventually get canceled because there's there's no excitement left so exactly exactly so yeah i mean spencer to give all the credit to spencer not all but to <laughs> give that credit to spencer that he he did intensify that new age kind of of reality tv villain to stay on the screen to excite things but like to to leak i know this wasn't a season three but to to spread a rumor that somebody has a sex tape like mm -hmm. like that's not right you know like that's right. just that's just not right and they kind of played this thing of like it's not true or it is true and you you know that's that's crazy i think he did it to a point but then there was a line that was crossed that it was just like what even is the point and if she did have a sex tape like who why is it your business to, to right. try to spread it like you're just trying to make you're trying to make her look bad because she's not this goody goody um but it's like I don't know. It was very weird. It's a weird manipulative thing that that ends up happening. And I just think they really weren't afraid to cross any lines. Like right. when you think forward to Kristen's season, where they're accusing her of being on drugs. Yes, and they're saying like, "Well, that was completely fabricated." Like that could destroy somebody. Yeah, to fake that for a TV show. So I think in that sense they really just took things too far yeah and like with the sex tape and all that i just think it was really unnecessary like spencer wanted to cause drama yeah but i just think the way that that all played out was so weird because you came back after like at the start of season three and it was like well this just happened and mm -hmm. she's tapping whitney and telling her and you know like we don't really see like why she thought it was spencer like we don't really get any kind of backstory of where she got this information that it was definitely spencer right i don't feel so i just think i just think certain things kind of cross the line i mean yeah it was like it's almost like okay you did a good job being the villain okay you're doing too much and then like that fifth season was just like that was that was almost scary like and yeah. i'm not scared of anyone like i'm not afraid of spencer but like it was just almost like he just got so like, bizarre yeah it like it was mentally like this like, guy is unhinged i love crystals and all that i've got plenty of crystals over here yeah but he was like getting like so out there when he went into like this whole crystal thing i know he still sells his crystals yeah. and all that, but he just went like really crazy and i'm sure it was done that way for the show but i feel like you just kind of took things into a totally different world and by the way i was kind of surprised when i found out that heidi and spencer didn't live in that house they lived in yeah I, that was I didn't. enzo's house the little boy and i'm like they were like hanging they were filming in this little boy's house and she like heidi's basically playing house with this little stranger little boy named enzo like what <laughs> what and really Heidi and Spencer were apparently living with Spencer's parents yes it's stop oh my god <laughs> I, I just I can't like just it's... I just look back on it and like what was real come on now guys and I really think that season one was the realest right season two had elements of real 
season three had sparkle have sprinkles and season four onward was just fabricated like i do believe that that's why lauren left um and i and i don't blame lauren i don't blame her for leaving at all because god (laughs) i mean it's not like she wanted to deal with that drama and she certainly didn't want to continue to be put in these situations Mm -hmm. that mtv was putting her in where she is basically forced to confront heidi and spencer because all those club run-ins and stuff yes there were times where lauren went to a bolt house event where you know she's probably going to run into heidi but you know mtv is setting up so much of that yeah like the, even you know i feel like we should just discuss like the entire season together like i know we both have to go and do things but like we'll set up because it's like we have like we've already started the conversation of season three four five and six <laughs> i mean i just i just have so much there's so much <laughs> okay that's that's just how we'll do it then that's fine uh like making decisions live quote unquote live it won't be live when it's posted but anyway um yeah like there yes there are so many that you it's like okay this is getting super fabricated and this is getting it's just getting to the point that it would drive me crazy and i i love lauren and i appreciate what she's done for herself as a brand um especially coming from the hills i don't think she would have been without spencer the spencer heidi drama unfortunately i don't think she would have been able to carry on the show for six seasons yeah it would have ended because there wasn't this drama but i think which i mean it's that catch-22 like did it really help her yes she worked really hard i don't think she just had all this stuff handed to her and i think she had to work a little bit harder because people were going to be like oh you're that girl from the hills or you're that Mm -hmm. girl that just does this and that and they were these party people that looked good um and so they probably just assumed that she was dumb and that she just wanted things handed to her. Um, so it helped that she had the exposure long enough. But I, and I also think that them being crazy and so desperate for like the fame and all that other stuff helped Lauren stay in the good light. Because more people were team LC than they were mm-hmm. team Heidi Spencer. That's true. Um, so I think it helped and I'm glad she left when she left. I'm glad she didn't try to stick it out all the way to the end. Um, I do. It, yeah, it's just weird because it's like, well, if they didn't have Heidi and Spencer, the show wouldn't have gone on so long. It may have taken her a little bit longer. I think everybody's destiny is, you know, created one way or another. I think she would have had her clothing line. I think she, it just wouldn't have happened maybe at the magnitude that it happened i don't know i i feel so conflicted in this feeling because what would have happened to the lauren conrad brand but she she like i said i think she did right by working on herself and she she established herself as a fashion wanting to work in the fashion industry a fashion brand if you will and she took that and she she kept going and she built it and she just looks so much better in the end than Heidi with that album. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Oh, Heidi's album. Oh man. I mean, Laura knew what she was doing. I think she really went into it, treating it as a job and knowing that this was an opportunity to get herself out there and that it could potentially yield great results that she could have the, the job and the career that she wanted. And I think she really used it to her advantage. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, obviously she's the one from the show that's had the most success. 
Yeah. I just, I think she really did go about it the right way. And I think it was her dad that had told her to kind of look at it in that sense and to treat it as this kind of opportunity that could further her career. And I just think that was the right way to go about it. Sure. Yeah. I, she, like I said, I think she's really smart and I give her, um, I give her all the props for sticking, for definitely sticking with it. Um, Let's see, Whitney, I did, so I didn't see this on the Good Morning America and I've never really looked it up, but Whitney is working with uh, Lauren to do the Good Morning America segment for the Oscars dress and Andre uh, Leon Talley, who is my favorite person, is like, ooh, no, 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 put her in the Hillary Swank, the Hillary Swank dress. Um, and she's doing this, she's doing this thing and they're all going down the stairs at the same time and she kind of like steps to the side and she doesn't fall but you can tell like there's a dip. Um, I haven't seen it on TV, they keep going, everybody's like good job Whitney, whatever. Again, I think Whitney is so gorgeous. She has like a natural yeah. like, California beauty. Lauren does too, but I'm just, Whitney has this like natural California beauty about her um, that just makes her so fit like right with fashion um but ends up getting an interview to go to new york to do the teen vogue uh to get a job that's not just an uh an internship she ends up getting it and heidi agrees to move in with spencer and Adriana becomes lauren's roommate that's the end of season two. <laughs> like, I feel like, I feel like, I guess because I've been watching all of it, I'm like, that's it. That's all that happens. Um, yeah, that does seem kind of like a slow end to the season. Yeah, like, I think we all knew that Heidi was going to move in with Spencer. I, even when watching it live, I, and I say live in terms of as it was, as it was on the air during its uh, airing season, we all knew that Heidi was going to move in with Spencer. Yeah. Um, we don't, I don't think anybody thinks that Heidi is smart enough to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Heidi, we don't, we don't sit there and go, oh, Heidi's going to make right, moral, rational decisions. Like, that's not what we think of with Heidi. Like, no. I mean, she was talking with Lauren and Lauren had even said that, you know, you were just telling me that, you know, you weren't going to live with a guy unless you had been with him for at least two years or whatever. And mm -hmm. I think, Heidi just got so caught up in that and was just so afraid to lose Spencer and really just wanted to kind of make sure that he didn't go back to his playboy ways, if you will. And mm. I think this was just her, her solution for that to move in with him. And cause I mean, for one, he was pressuring her into it yeah. for so long up until that point, just because he didn't like Lauren and he didn't want her living with Lauren. Like when he calls her at work and he's like, come to this address and she's like, just immediately swayed by this apartment. Yeah. And it's, I also think too, like, because everything is so fake and everything, like I can't, I don't know if I can personally give Heidi this, like this kind of sympathy of like, she feels pressure because I think she loved the attention. Like she, oh, yeah. She loved the attention she was getting with being with Spencer. They both loved it. Their whole thing is like, they want to be famous. And so together, I, I know like there's the scene where when, he, when Spencer kicks Heidi out of his car, he was like, yeah, mm -hmm. we went around the block and then I picked her up and we went out to eat, like after production ended. <laughs> so, or after the shooting, the, the shot ended. So it's like, 
she was more, she did not want to be under Lauren's thumbnail. She did not want to be Lauren's best friends. She wanted to be Heidi Montag, which then became Heidi Pratt, and, and just be like this big star. And I, I mean, we've never seen Heidi, like if Heidi wanted to be a singer and wanted to be a dancer, and I'm not shading that, who in LA isn't trying to be a singer or dancer? We never saw her do anything to progress that like she's never really talked about how like she's gonna she's gonna go sign up and take classes we've never seen her go take singing classes not only that but audrina worked at epic records exactly and audrina would go to shows and she would get a cd of the band that she was watching and she'd bring it back to whoever at epic so really if heidi had wanted that she probably i mean did it mean she was going to get anywhere? No. But right. you know, like trying to talk to Audrina, trying to set up meetings and like weasel her way in there. Right. I mean, and like you were saying, like, I think it was just portrayed that Spencer was really pressuring her. I'm sure she was happy to move in with him and they just dragged it out for the drama, but yeah. it was just portrayed as him like really pressuring her to make this decision. But I do think you're, I do think you're right about it. She just really wanted to be away from like Lauren's spotlight and just try to create her own and i mean the unfortunate thing is they just never really worked to try to make anything happen they just wanted to be famous for being famous right like they it's like we are rich like spencer's rich and heidi also latched onto that which is why i see stephanie's point of view that that when heidi came into the picture she saw dollar signs apparently like they're super they're so rich that like Stephanie is friends with uh, uh, Nikki and Paris's mom. Like she stayed at their house because she's not talking to their fam- her family. So she's like stayed at the Hilton's house. And okay. I feel like it's probably a smaller world than we realize, considering yeah. I would imagine Brody Jenner and Paris Hilton have been friends at some point in their oh, life. Oh sure. Well, so and then him, so yeah so i mean and then with spencer being friends with brody and then spencer and then spencer and stephanie being siblings you know i think everybody's just kind of formed their connections it's like the it's almost like the wealthy in hollywood just stick together yeah and so. i know like i know that spencer's dad is a i say a dentist but like he has to be some kind of like premier dental something because I mean, for him to, did she say like the Palisades or something like that? And Stephanie mentioned it kind of just talking. Uh, I don't she know. She wasn't trying to like drop all these like high society stuff, but it was very, yeah. I mean, when you listen to the podcast of her talking about Heidi and like the wedge kind of created and it's, I think the other thing that's hard is that the mom is choosing and I say this in quotes, but choosing uh, Spencer and, and Heidi because of Gunner, which is their son. Right. So it's like, I don't want to, like, it seems as though, and I think we're supposed to see this on the new season, hopefully. We got to see something because this is right now I'm really <laughs> bored. Um, what we're seeing is, is the dynamic of Heidi and Spencer and Gunner. Like, it's just them and they just isolate themselves and they don't really hang out with friends and sounds about right you know but and which is which is so weird like i have friends that have kids and i i understand that like you're you're trying to deal with the kid but they don't work so that's the other thing too like my friends that have kids like they both 
both parents actually work and they're trying to take care of the kids and stuff, but even they make time for their friends. But like, but I think it was like that on the Hills though, mm -hmm. because when she moved into him, when she moved in with him and I remember there were, um, Lauren was asking Holly, Heidi's sister, like she has good friends. Right. And Holly's yeah. like, she has me. Yeah. I mean, it was very obvious that Heidi didn't really have friends, at least from what we saw on the show, because her life was going to work at Bolt House and then she was with Spencer. Mm -hmm. And Spencer wasn't going out with his friends because his friends, Brody and Frankie and that bunch, like they weren't friends anymore mm -hmm. because Brody was hanging out with Lauren. Where's your uh, loyalty? Yeah. <laughs> oh You're God. rolling around with my enemy. I mean. <laughs> that makes you my enemy. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, I feel like they were isolating themselves. Like from what we saw on TV, they were isolating themselves mm -hmm. back then. So it doesn't really surprise me. And I want to feel like Heidi's mom said something along those lines. Like she's like, you're keeping her from everybody. Yeah. I don't know for sure, but I feel like she said something like that. Yeah, she did. It's, it's, yeah, it's something similar to that. And, um, it was, I think it was season three when he goes and meets the parents for the first time. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, why can't Heidi have both? Like, why can't she have friends? Why can't she be friends with Lauren and like be with you? And then he makes it seem like it's Lauren's fault um like I want I want Heidi all to myself and I'm like I feel like you're projecting because I feel like that's ex that's actually how you feel and that's exactly what you're doing sir like mm -hmm. um but speaking of Heidi's mom yeah we have to we have to we'll just talk all the seasons before this <laughs> because I cannot wait when she got the plastic surgery like 6.0 oh my god <laughs> and it like it, so bad she was like she couldn't move and she was like, How do I look? <laughs> and her mom is like, I don't, <laughs> I don't think you want me to answer the question. <laughs> I remember I was with my mom because I was like, I want you to answer the question. <laughs> the question. <laughs> and she's like, Are you saying I'm ugly? And she was <laughs> Oh my god, I just I was so mad. I was like, Heidi, you shouldn't ask. <laughs> because they wouldn't reveal her face for the longest time. Like, oh, I, I remember it was like this big secret with her face. I, and, I mean, they had to make that season interesting. They had to give people a reason to watch. Well, I want to see her face. I want to see her face. Yeah. Well, I see her face. I got to keep tuning in so yeah. I can see Heidi's face. And it was just, oh my God. It was so... Oh my, that was, that was, that was iconic. That was like, I know Heidi was like, oh, you know, something with the producers and stuff. I was like, nah, I think that reality, that was reality. Like, cause we saw your face and we were all like, oh my God. Plus <laughs> nothing had really settled. It was still new, but even so it's just, even now I look at her and I'm like, you really should have stuck with season three, Heidi. That right. was the best. I feel the same way. I mean, obviously like, it's different now because like back then I feel like she was probably still healing, still swollen. She obviously had a lot of stuff done. Yeah. And I just think it still just looks weird to me. And it's like, now you have a kid and you're probably not going to look anything like your kid. Cause you've had so much work done to your face. His face sure ain't going to look anything like yours. Well, and that's what, that's the thing with like the plastic surgery, like phenomenon, like right now with everybody getting their lips 
injected and I'm very pro do what you want to do. Right. I am. It's also just really funny because in middle school and high school, I got teased for my lips and then everybody's paying thousands of dollars for it. But it's just really interesting because people will have done so much surgery to their face and then they have a kid and then their kid's going to look at them and like, like I think about Kim Kardashian and Chloe and I'm like, you're, they're not going to know what you, Kylie, they're not going to know what they look like. Like, they're going to be like, how do I, I don't understand where this came from. And then it's like, well, okay, so this is a whole different topic, but I just feel like then, like when your kid grows up and looks like maybe how you used to look, Right. Are you then going to feel like that that kid needs to have the same plastic surgery that you had done so you guys can look more alike and look prettier by your standards or whatever? I mean, Farah from Teen Mom or oh. Teen Mom alone, like that little girl looks so much like her dad. True. And like Farah wasn't ugly. I mean, she it's it's one of those things where it's like I feel like it is so addictive because you think you need one thing. And you go from one thing to another thing and then another thing and then another thing. And then you just look really weird. So when S what's her name, Sophia grows up, she's going to mm-hmm. look at her mom and be like, like it's just going to be super confusing. And that's again, do what you want with your face. It's your face. You know, I, I'm not here to tell you not to or to judge you, but those kids are going to look at you and be like, so what happened? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and I mean, not in the mean way, but like, so how did you, like, this is you in, at 22 and this is you at 32. What happened? Why is your skin lighter? Why are you, like, I don't know. It's weird. It's going to be so weird. But, yo, know, I look at Heidi now, even her face is settled and stuff, but like, even hiding now, it still looks weird. I don't, yeah. I don't get, I don't get her aesthetic or her, I don't know what style she's going for other than California, fake, you know, like fake faux rich persona because it's, Audrina has her style. Whitney Mm -hmm. has her style. Stephanie has her style. Everybody has like their aesthetic or their look. Frankie has his style. Like, <laughs> like everyone has their look, and she's just it, she has long blonde hair. That's about it. <laughs> like I, I don't know. I don't know what to expect from them. It's gonna be. I'm watching it because it's one of those. I will go down with the ship. Like, Siesta Key. I started watching it. I might as well finish it until it gets canceled. It makes no sense not to. Um, <laughs> Vanderpump Rules, like I hated this past season, but I will go down with the ship until it gets canceled. You know, like I started it, I'm gonna finish it. It's what I do with most of my stuff in life. So yeah, I am curious about the Hills reboot, but I'm just, Brandon Lee is gonna be on there with Tommy Lee, Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson sign, and I'm like, I, I forgot about that. I don't get the connection, girl. I had to Google that. Like when I was making my trailer thing for for this recap, I had to Google to make sure I got everyone because I just Misha Barton being. I on just there, think I don't understand. I think since they decided they were going to go for it and and redo this whole thing, I genuinely think that what they should have done was just kept the original people. Yeah, I think they brought on Misha Barton feeling like they needed somebody to fill Lauren and Kristen's role, maybe. Like, I don't know, is she going to be the person who narrates it? I don't know. Yeah. But it just, 
I think it would have been better had they kept it the original group of people who like genuinely knew each other yeah. and most of them were friends back in the day. Misha Barton, Tommy Lee's kid, they don't fit into that. Yeah. It it doesn't make sense. I don't I don't get it. I don't understand. So I think and there's also a lot more cast members. And I feel like they're trying to bring in more people to create more opportunities for storylines, maybe, because these people don't genuinely hang out anymore. Right. And I feel like maybe they're just trying to bring in all these people so you can find somebody who can somehow become friends and you'll have something to film together. Yeah. And, again, like, I don't understand because the, the thing about the Hills was that everybody partied and mm-hmm. they were going out to these clubs and they were living this quote-unquote high life. But, okay, you've got Jason, who, again, has done his stint in rehab, has a child, is married. I don't, I don't see that being something that he wants to gravitate to. I would hope not, because he's worked really hard on his sobriety. So what are they going to show with him? Like, right. again, Misha Barton has gone through her issues with, like, mental, I believe it's, like, some mental illness stuff, and, um... I think what was don't quote me I'm only asking I think there was some kind of like drug yeah thing that that she was involved in like okay so they're not it's just weird it's weird I don't get it and just I feel like Misha Barton has had like no career since she spoiler alert she got killed off on the OC right that's where I heard Imogen Heap because everybody was playing I remember hearing the song and it became popular and it was like why and then okay there we go I, I've connected my love with images. Um, I'm trying to look at now, like... But just like we were saying, like, well, what is Jason's storyline going to be? Like, what's Aldrina's storyline going to be? Is she going to have some sort of drama with Corey, her ex-husband, who... I mean, I thought he was lovely on the show, but apparently they had issues, so... Oh, my God. That was a huge shocker for me. Cause, wait, yeah. do you remember when Aldrina had her own show? Yes, I remember that. That was when... I watched the- it for a while. I mean, it was only on for like, like what, two episodes. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't know if I watched every episode. I feel like I did. I don't remember a whole lot about it, but I, I know I watched it. I watched it. So I remember watching it because Sarah Bareilles' Uncharted was the theme song. <laughs> and which I, who I still love, by the way, um, she was, her song was a the theme song, but it was one of those shows that I could I could be watching and not know what I'm watching. Like, like it was not fun. I, I was interested because her, I guess she comes from a more like kind of religious background than we were led to believe on the Hills. Like her sister, Casey and her husband, mm-hmm. who's like heavily sleeved and stuff like that are very active in the church. And I was like, okay, well that's interesting. And then I remember this thing with Corey and he had left and then like, he came back or whatever and eventually of course so the show ends but eventually they get married and they have this little girl and now he's just like he's a tyrant like he's he's not who we thought no but apparently according to Kristen, that's supposed to play out on the show not not the actual Corey doing but like post Corey. so i don't i don't want to see that because there's a child involved yeah you see what i mean like i'm like i don't 
I did. I if I wanted to see that, I'd watch Teen Mom. Right. And then as Kira, like you're going to, at some point in your life, watch this. You're going to say, oh, my mom was on a reality show called The Hills. You're mm-hmm. going to watch it. And you're like, mom, what were you doing with Justin Bobby? You, you had dad, like, and yeah. now you know, like what's happened with your parents and you're going to now see that play out on the reboot of The Hills. Like, eh, it's just, it's I just know. a lot. I, I yeah. just think that's a lot for a kid to see, but I mean, like so many of them have kids now like jason's got kids and heidi and spencer have a kid like their kids are all gonna see this at some point in time and it's like do you want your kids to see this because if you don't want your kids to see it then you shouldn't be putting yourself on television yeah i mean i think now it's it's different then than now because i guess you don't know like you don't know how things are going to develop in the future and i think with jason i can argue i feel so team jason i'm just a neutral really but i feel like with Jason, you can, he can easily explain why he does what he does, you know, Mm -hmm. like, he has his story, he can say, because I did this, and, you know, I was on the show, and you can see some of that play out, blah, 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 I wasn't the best person, but, you know, this is why daddy does what he does, because he wants to help people from, you know, going down that path, or when he has that talk with his son about, uh, you know, drugs and whatever, it's time to have that talk. He can use his story as an example. So, and I think Mike from Jersey Shore has done the same thing. mm -hmm. Since Jersey Shore came back on, he was doing that. So I feel like both of them like really have a purpose that they could be educating people and Mm -hmm. whether or not that'll play out on this reboot, I don't know. But if they're smart, like I think it should play some aspect because it is an opportunity for other people to learn from the mistakes that Jason made. Yes. So it's just- whether or not MTV is going to play that up, considering MTV was essentially allowing underage drinking and still does with Siesta Key. I didn't know that uh, Juliet wasn't 21 for yeah. like the longest time. And then nobody I nobody like, knew until she posted it on, like, I don't think anybody knew until she put it on Instagram. They're like, wait, you just turned 21? Yeah, I don't. And then she posted a picture of her fake ID on her Instagram story too. Like she's like very open about it. And it's like, okay, well, I, I mean, that's just a whole nother thing. Like should MTV really be allowing that? But at the same time, if MTV lets these kids get drunk under their watch, it makes for interesting television. So yeah, it's so, it's so weird. I always wonder like, when do you break the fourth wall? Like, when is it like, because also, like, don't these, aren't these restaurants held accountable? Like, I don't, like, the logistics of it. That's what I was saying. Like, what is, M- like, I don't understand. Like, what is MTV doing? Are they bringing in alcohol and giving it to them at the restaurant? Are they bribing restaurants, like, in these clubs, like, on the hills? Like, that's what right. I don't know. Right. And I know, because I remember watching, I remember listening to an interview from someone on Real World. They were like, yeah, well, we can only go to bars and clubs because no other establishment wants us there. Like, yeah, we go bowling, we go shopping, we do all these other things, but they don't want the cameras all in their establishment. So that makes sense. And what are a bunch of 20-somethings going to do if they're not, I don't know. It's just weird. It's it's so weird it, to me. It, it does draw attention to like the business though if they are filming there and it's yeah. like tagged on the show of the location or something so i don't know maybe they figure the publicity for it is some sort of trade-off and they figure nobody's going to do anything about it i i don't know yeah i mean and, the, and that does work too because again like with vanderpump rules like there's tom tom that just opened and that's like a huge thing there's so many celebrities that have been seen there like 
Selena Gomez and Kelly Clarkson, Lady Gaga, um, like the list goes, John, John Legend and Chrissy Teigen, but Chrissy Teigen is such a fan of Vanderpump Rules yeah. anyway. <laughs> I mean, she like watches everything Bravo, so. Yeah. Um, so that helped, I mean, so yeah, that publicity does help and it's helping like their nights and stuff, but I don't know. I just, again, I'm looking at this stuff. I'm looking at the Hills trailers and I'm trying to soak everything in, trying to think of what the possible storylines can be. And I mean, we just, if Justin Bobby and I, if they try to play up Justin Bobby and Audrina again, it's just, it's, I'm going to deadpan. Like, I'm it just, seems like they are, though, just because of that one clip. Yeah. But, like, but we she's all like, know right. that they're not involved. I don't even think they're friends anymore. I mean. I don't think he, I think he follows, like, six people, and one of them's, like, his band, the band that he's in, but he definitely yeah. doesn't follow Audrina. So, no. um, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. They're going to try to play up this Brody step. I know that Stephanie and Brody because she's talked about it, haven't gone along for the longest time. And I think some of that was when him and Spencer were friends. But Stephanie made this post about basically like feeling all alone and all this other stuff. And Brody, it was really sweet because Brody reached out to her and said, listen, if you ever need anything, like you like have people here, like me and Caitlin, which I think is Brody's wife's name, um, are here for you, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, that was a turn of events that was really nice. And so we, I mean, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Whitney's on there, and I'm like, Whitney, you kind of don't fit in. Like, no, I just don't. don't I don't think it. Whitney. Whitney obviously hung out with Audrina, and right. obviously hung out with Heidi before everything happened with Spencer. But I don't think she was like genuinely gonna call you at 2 a.m. if I really need you type of friends with those people yeah so to me it's just like I feel like she's being thrust into this like because I mean I'm guess she just wants the wants to be on tv wants some money I don't know but I just feel like it's going to be trying to force a relationship with these people that just have not had a relationship with each other in all these years I yeah. genuinely don't know who has stayed in touch all these years yeah I mean I know Lauren and Stephanie follow each other they were at a baby shower for somebody else within the last few years because Stephanie posted the picture on her Instagram Mm -hmm. but and like Lauren's friends with Frankie yeah but I genuinely think that that's like it I don't I don't think anybody else has like been friends like I noticed that Spencer follows Jason on Instagram and and like Jason follows him and I'm like just like it just blows my mind because it's like after what he supposedly did to you I and all the crap he talked on you and Lauren like what Like, I understand, like, forgiveness, fills yourself, blah, blah, blah. Right. That's cute, great, fancy. But you don't have to be friends with people. I right. don't know. Because I, like, literally, as of yesterday, just unfollowed and deleted someone <laughs> from Facebook. And I was, like, I was, like, I'm, I'm done <laughs> with this chapter of my life. So I, like, I went to the whole social media thing. And, you know, I don't ever feel I will follow this person back. But, and that's okay. But, um he didn't do anything half as bad as as what Spencer did with Jason and Lauren so it's just right. kind of like I don't I don't know I don't get it I just I don't look we'll see um I need MTV though to really get on the promo like get on the promo start hyping it up for we need to be excited I just I feel like general consensus is that we're not excited like we should be, but we're gonna watch because we just want to watch 
But yeah, I think people, one, like I said before, I don't think enough people in our age range know about it because we're the ones who are going to be most interested in watching. And those of us who are going to watch, they're going to do it because it's a nostalgia thing. Mm -hmm. And we're like, oh, I loved the Hills back in the day. And I want to see what everybody's up to because maybe they haven't been following them on Instagram like the rest of us. Right. But I just think that I don't know. I just, I don't know if they've had issues because I believe the show was actually supposed to air last month yeah, and then they pushed it back to the summer. So I'm like, well, what exactly is going on with that? That the, mm-hmm. that the premiere was pushed back. I just, I don't know. I genuinely don't see this lasting as long as MTV's probably hoping it'll last. It'll be a season. Like, and if it's not a season, if it's, if it gets, renewed for season two I will be pleasantly shocked I don't have enough money to like bet what I want to (laughs) bet but like I will be pleasantly shocked if season two if there is a season two I just don't see it I just don't see it okay so we will schedule a time to talk season three and four and season three I mean I will say season three is when it gets gets good season four oh yeah because the baton is is past. Is it is it mid season four? It's mid season five. Oh my god! Because Kristen had like a season and a half. She had season six, and then she had half of season five. So I guess they took like a little mini hiatus. Yeah, they took a little mini hiatus. I think season five ended like in May or something of that year, and then it came back in like September, where Kristen had taken over. Christ. I was looking at dates when I was pulling this up on demand and watching everything. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, we will definitely talk. We will talk season three because it's the iconic line of, I know what you did. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You know what you did. I want to forgive you and I want to (laughs) forgive you. Like, yes. Love it. (laughs) Um, And then... Yeah, tell people, tell the people where you are online and stuff. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Rach Moffat. And my website is defineyourhustle.com if you want to come hang out with me there. And well, you can always come chat with me about the hills now that we're discussing this. <laughs> oh yeah, most definitely chat about the hills. <laughs> All right, so just well. hit me up in the DMs about the hills, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm down for the conversation. There's just so much to talk about as it's been like two hours. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> well, thank you so much for chatting with me. And we will definitely chat about seasons three and four. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be good stuff. Yeah. Justin Bobby comes into the picture. and so exciting. Truth in time tells off. <laughs> my favorite saying (laughs) oh my god i love it (laughs) all right i will talk with you later oh man (laughs) bye bye